The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Debating whether "Drop the Boy" by Bros is is that is that the speed it's actually played at? It feels like it's too slow, but it drags, doesn't it? Um, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, Wendy. Now it's Wason. Thank you so much for pronouncing it right. Somebody called me Wendy Wasson last night. Well, this night. is what I, I've been dreading. I've been dreading saying your surname because I, I know I'm it's so Wason. Sorry to keep you up at night. <laughs> oh, it's awful. I know it's Wason, and I kept. I've been in my head. I'm going saying, "Don't say Wasson." Don't say West. Don't say West. Because Mason's fairly straightforward. W A S O N. Yeah. It's. It's confusing. I wouldn't say Watson unless it had a double S, surely. There we go. And there's like people saying like Watson, but that, that's a double S as well when they soft, soften the T. Watson? Well, yeah, Watson. Oh, Watson. I've had Watson, yeah. but then that's double S. It's, as well. it's Mason with a W. It's Mason with a W. Nice and simple. We all have that thing when you say, what's your name? It's Wendy Wason. Like Mason, but with a W. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Ian with two eyes, and uh, you're Catherine with the. 
There's so many different ways to spell <laughs> Catherine. Just, as long as they call me Catherine, I'm fine. <laughs> Let's little introduction. So Wendy is a comedian, actor. Yeah. Why are you looking at quizzical like that? Look, so I'm, 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 I'm seeing how far we can did go. Did I not do your show? I did one of your your shows. Which show? Did you not do a sketch show that I was in? This is the thing. We I know I've I know we've met, but we I can't know together. I did your sketch show. What sketch show? I didn't do a sketch show. You did a show once that I think I'm sure I was in. Not that Bob one. Titty Bang Bang. Yeah, I was in Titty Bang Bang. But I was on. I wasn't really. I was only in it briefly. Did you not do a show with Mackenzie Crook? Yeah, I did a show with Mackenzie. The thing with Tony Hadley. Yeah. Were you in that? Well, thanks for my outstanding memory. Well, no, I tell you why, because that never got made. (laughs) That never got made. It was the pilot, and we went to watch the screening at MTV. I think that's where we filmed it. I don't remember. I don't think I was invited to the screening. I don't remember a screening. You might be in it, but Um, I'm invited to the screening. That's that's never a great sign, is it? (laughs) Well, this was okay. This now, let's try and date this. I don't because I don't really remember that. It must have been about 2008. So it was. It, it may have been a little bit further than that. Oh, it was when um, James Corden and Horn, Matthew Horn. Yeah. Uh, it was apparently. So those who don't know, me and Mackenzie Crook, we recorded a show, the pilot that was written by Bob Mortimer. It wasn't very funny actually, but I uh, thought it was quite good. That's really harsh. But there then, were some bits. I thought it was really good. We're all our own harshest. Judges, I give you maybe well. You maybe I think, well. but then it, and apparently the BBC were deciding whether to go with that, and instead they went with Corden and Horn. They did a sketch show instead. Mm, that worked out well. For and BBC, they went with those guys. And I remember getting <laughs> a very angry phone call from Bob Mortimer, going, "Those effers at the effing BBC. I'm never working for them again." Of course, now he works for the BBC. Yeah. So Bob Mortimer is a backstabber. He's <laughs> a scumbag. I remember him saying to me, "What was wrong with that?" He got like we were out and we bumped into each other. He oh, was really? Like, what was wrong with that show? And I said, nothing was wrong with that. It. It's just sometimes things aren't the right time. Yeah, it was all right. I, I don't really remember it. I don't remember what you did in it. Neither do I. I, I re- think we did something out in the forest or something. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. <sighs> it was. Do you know? What? That's where we met. I've got it somewhere. <laughs> so we didn't meet. We didn't meet doing on the stand-up circuit like twenty odd years ago. No, I only started doing stand-up when my son was six weeks old, and he's now fourteen. Wow. Okay. I was like expressing milk before I went on stage when I started. Were you? Doing were you literally doing that? Six weeks. Yeah. I thought if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Um. So I did it then, and then had like comedians going, "What does breast milk taste like?" And I was like, "You can take it from this cup. There's no way you're getting it direct from the breast." <laughs> so why did you decide to do stand up then? I always wanted to do it, and then just never felt brave enough, and thought in that sort of madness of a newborn, which I'm not, I'm, I'm sure some women can identify with. You're like, "I'm gonna, oh my god, time's running out. I've had a baby," and there's nothing that sort of marks the passage of time like a child. So. I know I met you in 2008 because I know Max was four. Right, okay. So um, I, when I started doing stand-up, uh, yeah, he was six weeks. And I thought, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. So that's when I started doing stand-up. I, and I would, like, drive to London. I would live in Hastings at the time. Yeah. So I'd drive to London. I'd get a babysitter. Sometimes I took them to the gigs with me. And wow. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I Go was on. pregnant with my first, and I went on a massive surge to... I wanted to be a comedy writer, and I went and, like, had meetings at uh, Radio 4 and all these things, and things I'd never dared do before, because yeah. I just thought, ah, oh, shit, right, it's crossroads time. Am I going to... Who am I going to be? But what's remarkable about that is that you realise what's possible when yeah. you're in that madness. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like, you can push yourself to do things that you would normally go, oh, that's no, no, not for me. Yeah. And now you're just like, I've grown a human. <laughs> 
watch me roar. <laughs> exactly. Quietly and powerfully. <laughs> and also taste this. Yeah. Milk. Yeah. Taste the milk. It's like Yakko. Oh, it is. It's nice. It's delicious. It's a little, really sweet. I was surprised bit, how sweet yeah, it is. It's very sweet. We've we've all we've all had a little. Oh, we've all had a bit of breast milk, haven't we? Did you have any placenta? That was kind of big about ten, fifteen years I ago. I wanted to sort of make it into pate, but then I was I read that it wasn't it was pointless. And then also, by the time you've got the baby out, you're just like, I, I just want to. Can I just have a lie down? Yeah, I'm bit, not thinking. It was very popular. We d- we didn't do it, but uh, it was it was the thing. To apparently, use... it's really good for postnatal depression. Yeah, apparently so. Well, if anyone's got any, oh, yeah. Alan Caddick's there must be tablets. There must be um, send tablets. You worked with Mackenzie. You, you did a th- another thing with Mackenzie, didn't you? Didn't you do like a um, uh, I read online? Didn't you narrate something with Mackenzie Crook? Oh yeah, I did Danny Wallace's um, right. Okay, book. I do I do quite a lot of voiceovers. What 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 might we have heard you? Voicing over uh, various different things. Um, I used to do Sainsbury's. Um, I do Matalan. Uncover the value. Um, <laughs> that's, that's where the gigs are. That's oh, where the money it's is. Such a peach of a gig. Isn't it? You're I did um, last year. I went did my yoga training courtesy of Virgin Mobile. Thank you so much, Virgin Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> because they my favourite well. my one of my best jobs I ever had was when the eleven o'clock show set like second year of that and it was still I was still very new to all of this and I got a gig doing the voiceover this is back in the day when adverts had real money the voiceover for the RAC um, A to B we RAC to it and I got a repeat fee and every time that was shown I got two hundred and fifty quid what? you get so you get the for voiceovers you get the basic studio fee which works out like I think it starts at about one hundred and fifty but if you so I get employed quite a lot because I can do it in ten minutes. And yeah. I'm not costing the advertising company four hours of studio time. Mm. And studios are really expensive. Yeah. So I'll go in and do it in 20 minutes. And they'll get to go off and have a fancy lunch on expenses. Yeah. Um, but you get repeats in a way that you don't get it for Do you actual... still get repeats? Because I no, they I'm work not... it out. So they do. You get repeats, but they work it they, out on the usage time. So right. it's a buyout. So you might get eight grand. Yeah. But they've worked out how many times it's going to be played. Right. They've worked out the radio slots and where they're going to buy it. And, blah, blah. and every so often you hear your voice on something and you're like... I'm out of contract. What, what, what's that? Oh, and my agent will be like, you, you oh. You chase it up. Damn right I do. I'm You're from Scotland. Brilliant. I've got three kids to feed. <laughs> I knew that I was quids in when I saw the RAC ad on Coronation Street. I was like, wow. oh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to say this. This is back, this is like 20 years ago. That year, from that advert alone, I made 70,000 pounds. Yeah. See, I used to do Confuse.com and that was 40 grand a year. Mate. See, this is the thing. Then you get some smart ass on Twitter going, oh yeah, how do you feel about being on that crappy advert? Go, tell you what, pretty good. Oh, like, well, do you know what, yeah, how do I feel about it? I don't know. I'll get back to you after I finish my pina colada on this <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. beach. I, I, I do these, I used to voice these things on Channel 5. Cats make you laugh out loud. And I, Loads of tweets, oh, your career's on the slag here. How do you feel about that? I said, well, each episode is an hour and it pays my mortgage for a month. I'm very, very happy with it's it, so thanks very funny. much. So I've got a friend who did a voiceover who shall we Name, remain nameless and he used to do the sort of like um what idiots do criminal t- sort of like yeah, yeah. please stop camera whatever it was mm-hmm. called and he came to see me in edinburgh uh when i was doing the festival because i do the festival most years yeah. and got out- outrageously drunk as everyone does at the edinburgh festival because the bars are open till 4 a.m and you know there was, there was some kind of hilarious story that you tell your friends but you wouldn't tell anyone else then he gets called in to do this police camera voiceover thing and it's like now we've got caught these criminals on these these idiots uh, this is the a night of the edinburgh festival and oh, he's no, like, oh no. shit <laughs> but he wasn't on it but he spent the whole time going 
What if it's a video of me? I'll get right with my trousers, right with my ankles. Look at this idiot. Well, do you do? Do you still do Edinburgh? It's funny because now's the time of year that you're deciding it. My promoter yeah. wants me to do Edinburgh this year, and um, and I just had a text on the way here going, "You should do it." So why why would you, did you do it last year? I didn't know. I've had two years off, right. which is why my promoter's like, "Now you have to go back and do it." Why why do you do it? Because well, it, I haven't done it for twenty years, and when people did it for twenty years, it was to get spotted by TV people and get a chat show or get a sitcom or get a sketch show. It's a trade show. It's why cars turn yeah. up at the motor show and show their new model. You're yeah. just like, "Hi, I'm still here." Give us a gig. But let me not... let me voice your police camera action. <laughs> but are there not other ways of doing it now? Possibly, but it's really saturated with people. Um, everyone sort of looks at comedians and thinks they can do the big stadium gigs, and it, as you know, it doesn't work yeah. like that. And I think I have driven for like two hundred miles for a tenner to sort of hone my craft, and yeah, I know yeah. that I'm good at what I do because I've put the hours in. And sometimes it's just a we remind. And also, there's a discipline at the Edinburgh Festival where you turn up every day and you do the same show and as comics you don't often get that. It's not like an acting job yeah. where you do the same show every, like a, a theatre gig we do the same show and it's quite, I, I want to say rewarding but rewarding is the wrong word. It's sort of like, it's fulfilling, I you think. You come away better. You come However away many better, times yeah. you've done it, you come away it's better. It's the 10,000 hours thing yeah. that the Beatles talked about and I think it's the, it is that. It's that you, you, you just do it every day and you, you learn things about you and you learn things about the show and you learn things about what people find funny and it's interesting, yeah. but it's expensive yeah. to do because you don't make any money. You still don't make money. There's No no one's found a cheat around that. Of I don't know where the money goes. It's the most heavily sponsored arts festival in the world. Yeah. And all the comics, the people are like, I, mean, I remember somebody tweeting me and atting me at the tweet saying, I didn't laugh once, you should be ashamed charging 12 quid for that. And me going, I'm... I don't even know my tickets for 12 quid. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing to do with me, pal. Um, 0344 We have a call from someone who's do- who doesn't listen to the show. Oh, God. So, headphones on. This this will be a surprise for uh Oh, no, for Alan. it's not going to th- be unpleasant. No, no, no. Oh, no, it's not. He's, he's a gentle giant. Good evening, Alan. Hi, Mark. You all right? I'm very, very well, Alan. How are Hi, you? Girls. Sorry? Hi, girls. Hi, girls. Hi. Hi. Uh, it's Catherine and Wendy. Oh, so my mum. Catherine and Wendy? No, Wendy. Wendy, oh. Are you Alan's mum? Is your mum around about mid-40s? No, she'll be 70 on the 20th of February. Oh, same as me. Happy birthday, <laughs> Happy to, birthday. to the Wendy's. What can we do for you, Alan? I've got a question for Wendy. OK, question for Wendy, gosh. Who were your comic inspirations? Oh, oh that's a good one. My comic inspiration... So, I grew up... <laughs> um, I'm... Uh, Billy Connolly was a real inspiration of mine because he just chats and talks shit and that's what I'm trying to do and get away with it. Yeah. So don't tell anyone. But yeah, I do that. I love watching Billy Connolly and I loved that thing. And also, bizarrely, the two Ronnies. Yeah. Remember the two Ronnies? Yeah. Hang on, Alan's getting told off by his dad. Is that your dad telling you to be quiet? No, he was about to ask something, but he, he, my mum didn't tell him while I was on the phone to you. Oh, okay. Does, is it all right? Are you allowed to carry on the yeah, phone call? Yeah, my mum had my mum. Uh, okay. Can Wendy carry on telling us about the two Ronnies, or do you need to go? No, carry on about the two Ronnies. Thank you, Alan. The two Ronnies, Wendy. Yeah, I used to like just sitting watching comedy around the TV with yeah. my parents and us all laughing at the same thing. And that group laugh yeah. was yeah. Very, really, really important to me, and I really enjoyed that sort of... And when I'm doing stand-up, I love watching the crowd when I say something and someone turns to their friend and goes, you do that. And I can see them going, <laughs> that's you, that's you. And I love that sort of group. Because, yeah. you know, I think we're all pretty much the same. Yeah. Alan, do you uh, have you ever um, performed on the stage? 
I've done stand-up once for a talent show for my housing association. Oh, OK. So, can you remember any of the jokes? We had a report that the police were investigating a break-in at a local police station where stole nothing by the toilet. So far, they've got nothing to go on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, to, to, I got it. To poo. They can't yeah. go for a poo. <laughs> What was the noise? What was the noise at the start of that joke, Alan? A telex machine. A telex machine. Ah, (laughs) It was a while ago. When did you include telex machine impressions in your show? I don't. You're missing out. I need to. I need to plow that rich vein of comedy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye, Alan. Nice guy. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've got Wendy here for now. We're just going to kind of do the show and then just chat and see what see where we get to. Um, You give us a call. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Sam is off tonight so you'll get mark he'll take your name and number and give you a call back this is the late night alternative on talk radio the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio we just we we're just talking about um uh, wendy is here Catherine's here about mike mccartney who was here yesterday and about how it made me realize Catherine. brian i'll come to you in a second yeah you realized on air yeah, i realized on air and, and i think it surprised him as well because yeah. he kind of laughed that paul mccartney is a real is a real person, yeah. you know, is a real human being, because he said something. I said, oh, you know, I thought that was a funny thing, and you're making me realise that he's real. And he sort of laughed at him. Of course he's real. It's his brother. It's his, it's his brother who's older than him by two years, but doesn't seem real to yeah. me, you know. And it, um, That's the Luke Goss and Matt Goss thing, isn't it, where you're like, ah, oh, they're people. They're real people. Although I, met, I did interview Matt once. <gasps> Did you? It was it was it was it was not comfortable. It was tense, wasn't it? It was oh, really? tense. It was Why? on Radio Four. It was on Loose Ends, um, and it just it didn't go it didn't go well. He was promoting a new new single, and he'd just done a cookery show, and I kind of made like, the intro was was to set the scene was about Bros, and after the intro, he kind of turned to his manager who was in the next studio and went, "That was the worst intro." Ever. In front of you? Yeah. In front of everyone. There's a lot of people there. And um, I, so I kind of thought, right, well, I'm not going to mention your new single till no. the end. And it just got really uncomfortable. And I kind of remember having to, to get out of there quick. But as an adult and a parent, you know that when someone says that, that's nothing to do with you. That's, mm-hmm. them, yeah. that's them going, do I have any power here? Here's my power. Okay. Uh, I think both of us handled it quite badly. Oh, really? I think I was a bit of a dick and he was a bit of a dick, you know. And, and having seen that documentary, yeah. you realise, right, here's someone who's been so burned in the past yeah, yeah. that he's so, so defensive about everything. He thinks everyone's taking the piss because a lot of the time they are. Yeah. And chewed up by that celebrity yeah. culture that we were talking about. Yeah. We're talking about on air? No, we were we were talking about but yeah that sort of celebrity culture where they just pick you up and yeah. chew you out and go what have we got and then even like the the documentary felt like it was meant to be a piss take but you see the humanity in it and go, I, well, ah. we had the director Joe on and yeah it, it, I, we, I watched it twice and the first time I laughed a lot and the second time I kind of saw the humanity I of the story I didn't laugh at all did you not no I the, the, the pub the, the, that's my dog he's got a pint I was like Oh my god! And it's that thing that they said that you're when you become famous, you freeze at that age yeah. that you're famous. Yeah, the arrested development. And I yeah. think that's. I know it's a cliche, but yeah. it feels to me like a hundred percent. I know true. exactly what you mean. That's the sort of thing you would buy if you were fourteen. You had a lot of money. Yeah, and someone said to you, "Here's a, a million quid. What are you going to do? I'm going to get a painting of my dog with a pain. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. I'm going to get black and chrome yeah. and red stuff and in the living really room. Sophisticated apartment where like there's an area where you can sit down and have a chat. Yeah, this and is the conversation corner. corner. Yeah, and ch- and chessboard that no one touches. Oh. All that stuff, you know. But I did see it like a fourteen-year-old is what I saw when well, I. Well, I saw my yeah. wee boy, and then I was like, "That's what if my if my Max, who's fourteen, had 
being given like money to go make a you know that's what he do yeah. he put a hot tub in the living room all that kind of sort of <laughs> 14 year old shit yes. let's go to um who have we got here where's my mouse going evening brian oh hi ian hi Catherine. hi brian i'd like a couple of questions for the female comic hi there <laughs> Let me just check. Let me just check who that is. To get these days, <laughs> she, she's got Wendy Wayson, and um, oh, sorry, she is. I'll just tell you, I didn't. I beg your pardon. That's all right, Brian. That's all right, Brian. That's fine. We know you meant no ill. My um, basic question is: I mean, I, I really like supporting my local comics. I like Jason Cook and Stephen Petty. I don't know whether she's heard of them or not. They're from the northeast of England. I know Jason Cook very well. I did an Edinburgh show with Jason oh, Cook in two thousand and eight. He's very good. He's very funny. Yeah. But I, I would also like to ask you, as a as a lady who does comic comedy, comedy stuff, um, do you kind of stick alongside with other female comics like, say, um, Sarah Milligan? Because I'm a big fan of her. I like her stuff because it is a bit blue, but not too blue. It blue. Oh, it is very blue. It's she very blue. Have you, have you seen her live? Because she's not like she is on the telly. Oh, yeah, I've seen her on the telly, yeah. No, I've but have you seen her live? Because she says the C word and everything. Go down there, you know? So what's your question? Sorry, I missed your question. Do um, I hang out with female comics? How do you find your material, and, and have you ever been booed off stage? And hang on, that's, 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 a, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a completely different question. I thought find them quite funny. How do you get booed off stage? I've never. Uh, have I been booed off stage? No. When I first started, I did a gig in King's Cross. Um, and King's Cross in London is quite famous because lots of Scottish people just get the train down from Lon- from Scotland and drink all day and arrive in King's Cross and then go to the nearest pub. And I did a gig in this pub and everyone in there was absolutely hammered. And I'd only been going for about, I want to say, eight weeks, yeah. nine weeks. And the compare, uh, this guy stood up and said, I'm on lithium and I shouldn't be taking alcohol with my lithium. And right. the whole room got frightened and I didn't know how to, to deal with it and yeah. I said does it make me any funnier and he went oh ha 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 laugh at the mad guy and Ooh, the whole room yeah. wow. <laughs> and I was like oh and then I'd been told if it's going well stay on if it's going badly get off and I was like well this is going badly and I was like okay well, that's my time and I went to leave the stage and as I picked up the mic stand it all collapsed in my hand <laughs> So I I had to stand there and wait for this little dribble of applause (laughs) to run out as the compare came back. And so I was like, yeah, and when do I say? Wow. So so not not booed off stage, but, you know, that's definitely... You had a very uncomfortable ending to a a set. But now, because I I haven't done stand-up for years, and me and Kath do some live shows together, but it's kind of very... It's sort of this, basically, in front of an audience. I I haven't done stand-up for, I don't know, 20 years. But now I like it when things go wrong. I like I now I'm older and I'm more comfortable with what I am on stage. I like it when it when it goes uncomfortable. But there's me and you on there. It's not like you're when there on us, your own. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when the thing is, when it's uncomfortable, that's cool now. And I've been going for, for 14 years, as yeah. I said. So I, the longer you do stand up, you get this little bag of tools yes. that you put stuff into. And when it goes wrong, you call it and go, "My goodness, this is going well, isn't it?" And you all have a group, a collective. Yeah. Oh my God, isn't this awful? But when you first start out, you're just like, oh, they want me to be funny, and I'm not to be funny, and, and, and all that's going through your head. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, the, you know, there's things like, you know, if you want a, a round of applause, you lean into the audience, and the, there's things that you can like. Yeah. Even like, there's a Darren Brown thing when you end the show and you go, then thank you, ladies and gentlemen, that's me, and you put your hands up in the air, <laughs> and they stand up and clap, yeah. and you're like, wow, I've literally just demonstrated that I want you to stand up and clap, and yeah. you're doing it, and it. So there's all those little tools that you get, but. Eight weeks in, I was just like, so not booed off, but definitely. Had Brian, a Brian, have yeah. you ever booed anybody? 
Oh, no, not at all. I mean, I've only just recently got the com- comedy stuff. I mean, over the last couple of years, um, I just remember some of the old comics from from my area. Um, you know, I'm not too keen on Roy Chubby Brown. I think he's a bit heavy going. I don't think he's still on the circuit anymore now. Roy Chubby Brown is still going, still yeah. still going, yeah. And where, where exactly are you are? Uh, it's in the north. I'm in, like, Colour Coast now, Whitley Bay. Colour so Coast, I know it very well. I know yeah. uh, Tynemouth and North Shields very wow, well. Wow, here we go, look. Oh, but I, um, uh, yeah, I had an ex-boyfriend who was a dentist who now works in Tynemouth, bizarrely. But I do the stand in Newcastle quite a lot. Okay. And that's oh, one yeah. of the, that's one of the finest comedy that. clubs in the country. We've been there. They do the most amazing Sunday roasts. They also do the most amazing making, uh, bacon maple cheesecake. Do they? That I've ever had in my what? life. Dirty. Yeah, you have to have that. It's we, gorgeous. Uh, we did a gig there, and I think we had 34 people turn up. <laughs> but they gave us <laughs> they free food. They were loud. And they gave us free food. It's incredible. The Newcastle Stand is one of the finest venues in the country. I love it. I love that. And I, I never run over because I'm a very lazy comedian. And uh, when they say you're doing 15 minutes, I will do 15 on the nose. Yeah. The stand in Newcastle is the only place I'm like, I can't leave. They love me. <laughs> 25 minutes in, everyone's like, this show has to end. <laughs> Go on, Brian. All right, Brian, take care. Brian's, Brian's, I like it when the callers end it, and it's not me that has to end it. They go, oh, I'm done. I've yeah. said what I had to say. I'm Wendy, out of here. Wendy's wanging on. Wendy's wanging on. <laughs> so everywhere else, we had a brilliant time, and they were ready to go, weren't they, from the get-go? Yeah. The Glasgow stand. Oh. Glasgow. I've got to email them again Just and sort out another day. But you know what's That's different about venue. Glasgow? You go into Glasgow, some gigs you go on stage, and you're like, oh, how's this going to go? And the audience is like, how are you going to be? Whereas Glasgow stand, before you walk on stage, you're like, this is going to yeah, they were, we they did were Edinburgh the day before. And they were a little bit quieter to it start was, with. It was great. Served. There's lots of English people in Edinburgh. Yeah, it was great, <laughs> but it was a little bit go- And then Glasgow, it was nuts. Yeah. It was like po- it was like being pop stars We'd almost We'd come on our way through hours. a party, it felt like. You know? Yeah. So I've got good. to email them again and sort Let's out another The stand is an amazing venue. Yeah. And um, they, all, they have a policy of having a woman on at every bill, which sounds ridiculous, but... You'd be amazed at how many places do not... Oh, no, I, I bet, yeah, yeah. ...the stand have a policy of having a woman good on every them. show. Um, Giselle! Good evening, Giselle. Good evening, Ian, Catherine. I Thank like the fact whenever Giselle comes on... Giselle is a nervous caller. I, I, I don't think she'll mind me saying that. But um, quite often she hangs up in a very rude way. <laughs> um, but also, when, when you come on, Giselle, there's always, it's always like we're circling each other, six feet apart, staring each other in the eyes... Waiting for someone to to pull out a samurai sword or something. Do you know what I mean? Do you get that vibe as well, Giselle? I get that vibe. I know what you mean. Good, good. Well, because I'm I'm watching you. I'm watching you. Uh, nice to talk to you, Giselle. What have you got for us tonight? Uh, it's my birthday next week. Um, what do you want? A present? You want a cake or something? No, I want some ideas of what to do because it's on a Tuesday and no one's bloody free. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Let me. And, uh, let me think about lonely birthday activities. No, hang on. Are you doing? Uh, no, hang on. You, you don't. Do you want to do this on your own, or do you want to try and somehow t- trick people into hanging out with you? Um. Well, you know, either I'm capable of, but tricking people into hanging out with. Oh, me. do you know what I was going to suggest we do? I was going to suggest we give the show to you on Tuesday, but we're not in next Tuesday because no. of Bre- the Brexit vote. They're making us take the day off, and oh. they're getting, getting grown ups in. To, uh, we'll talk about Brexit in a minute, Wendy. I can't bear it. Anyway. We, we need to get your, your thoughts on it, please. It's very important. It's what you're here for. Um, <laughs> what about a pyjama party? Do you know what I meant? How, I'm not going to ask how old you are. I, I started it, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to ask that, Giselle. Um, I really miss being 16 and having all my girlfriends around eating a pizza and watching telly in your pyjamas. Sleepover. Sleepover. Get an airbed. Yeah. Get your films of choice there. 
Boom. Um, what women want. Um, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Pretty in Pink and The Breakfast Club. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'd like to... Giselle, is, I don't know, would a sleepover be something? Uh, no. Giselle doesn't sound excited <laughs> by that. You can tell that I'm the mother of three. I'm like, just go to bed. Get, let's oh, get to bed. Let's get to bed at my, nine. <laughs> um, so when my kids came over after Christmas, Boxing Day, and so they're um, going to be seven and... Uh, well, let me get this right. Seven and nine soon. And their niece and nephew, who are 13 cousins. and 11... Cousins. Sorry, my niece and their cousin came over as well. And I'd said to my boys, I said, look, it's Christmas. I bought them a chupa-chup tree, as recommended by Catherine. So I said, it's Christmas. I said, if you, if you want to stay up with your uh, cousins all night and they're up for it, I'm happy for you to stay up all night. All night if oh, you want. Classic dad doing that. Oh. The mum gets them back tired. No, I had I had them for I had them for the okay. next next two nights after. I'll so let I know I, I was I was doing I was good. <laughs> but that was when they, they fell asleep on me at six o'clock the next oh. day and I got to watch Bros. But they loved it. And at four o'clock in the morning I had to go down and say, Look, maybe we should turn maybe we should turn Fortnite off now and maybe we should watch a movie or something, knowing it would knock them out. But there is something magical. I'd forgotten how exciting it is for kids. To stay up with their mates and have their mates over. Oh, so, but also, there's something magical as well. Like, if you ever, like, you know, when you're filming something and they come and they go, the car's picking you up at four thirty, and you're yeah. like, oh my god, four thirty in the morning. Yeah. And then you're up before anyone else. That was great. And you're like, I'm in on this secret. No one else is up, and yeah. it feels brilliant. Yeah. I don't know what that is. There must be a German word for it. Surely. There's something. I, I, sometimes I get home about half two, three o'clock in the morning. That is the joy. And now I've moved out into the countryside, and on a clear night, I just stand on my my driveway and just look up at the sky and again it's like it's like i'm, I'm seeing you a secret see the stars yeah. because you don't have any street lamps you can see the stars it's That's incredible amazing. so maybe not a sleepover giselle but what about a chupa chups tree excellent that's only 20 quid on amazon isn't it exactly it's only 20 quid do you want to do something on your own giselle or do you want us to send alan caddick what is i don't what is the framework for this no, I, I, he's good entertainment, but I don't have kids, so... OK. Daniel Sloss is playing, um, and I haven't seen him before. He's Do you want me gig. to call Daniel um, and get you on the guest list for Daniel Sloss? <laughs> you know, he's I'm a very okay. good friend of mine. Oh, can you get Giselle on the guest list? Serious. I can. Do you want to go on the guest list? Where are you, Giselle? Why not? Sure. <laughs> Where are you? Sure, why not? Uh, Norwich, um, he was playing the Playhouse. On Tuesday? Yep. And do you want a friend? Wow. Do you take is... a friend? Uh, I'll probably, I can probably drag one along, but everyone Giselle is working, everyone is busy. You want to, do you want a plus, listen, this is happening, because yeah, Wendy's a, a great one. human being. Get do you a want plus to... one, and if you can't find anyone, you can't find anyone. Sell it, sell it to somebody. Yeah. Um, uh, so, now listen, you are, because she's texting him now, you are going to go, aren't you, Giselle? Yeah, I will. That's very sweet of you. Thank and, you. And give us a call. And uh, you know, no, no, you don't. Uh, you, obviously, if you, uh, if you have like an anxiety attack or something, you don't have to go. And don't. I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't mean to put that pressure on you. You must go. Um, but if you do, can you give us a call on Wednesday and let us know how it goes? I will give you a bit by bit running commentary review. I tell you what I'm going to do, Giselle, is I'm going to put you back to Mark. This is like proper radio show, mm-hmm. so that you can um, give him your surname off air. Yep. And then yeah. we'll, because otherwise there'll be loads of people just rocking up. I'm, G- I'm, I'm Giselle. I'm Giselle. Sorry. <laughs> I'm Giselle. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a regular on radio. Like, yeah, just turn up and say you know Wendy. <laughs> Don't do that. Giselle, we're going to put you back to Mark. Thank you. There you go. Um, can you give us anything free? 
Uh, no, I don't know if I can do. I've just texted Daniel to see what happens. Okay, well, give, can you give us some what would free... you like? I can give you a free hug. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. oh wow! <laughs> well, there's some people that would saw their foot off for that, Ian. Well, okay. Let us know if he gets back. Because okay. I, I, I imagine if Giselle rocks up, no, there's no, not got your name on here. What are well, you it's a about? birthday she'll never forget. <laughs> and it's got her out of the house. Remember that it? birthday we stitched Giselle up and um, <laughs> made her cry. And, and Daniel's lost will be like, Wendy, who? Never heard of her. <laughs> and then on top of that, the Brexit vote. <laughs> Happy birthday. So that's the thing, dear listener. We, we probably won't be in on Tuesday um, if the Brexit vote goes ahead because the boss wants grown ups yeah. to come and do a grown up show. Who are they going to get to do it then? Just like, like, uh, well, Theresa May, because she's got nothing else on. Well, last time it was George Galloway <gasps> and, and some other people to talk very seriously about you know, Brexit and stuff. stuff. I, mean, I mean, we could do it, but we'd rather not. I don't fancy it. I'm quite look, looking forward to having a night off. Mm-hmm. But it means we're going to do a Saturday instead at some point. So it all works out. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio, dear listener. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nut job, but not that kind of nut job. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh no! Hang on a second, we're getting a, we're getting a celebrity <laughs> name drop here. So, Wendy, you were sat, where were you sat next to Jackie Mason? I was at the Groucho Club having dinner. Sorry. Come on. To be come absolute, on. I'm not a member there anymore. I only did it for the free membership when they used to hand them out to comics for gigs. And I sat next to Jackie Mason. I'm just saying about wow. how when you were saying you're like you're never done as yeah. a comic, you're always sort of working. And, and and I sat next to Jackie Mason, and he was at the next table having dinner on his own. And I was kind of like, do I interrupt? I don't want to be that guy. Do I interrupt him? Do Sometimes I, I you have to. I don't want to be that yeah. dick, but I just I just want to I want to just register. And some people love it, right? They light up when they're treated like the superstar. And, you and know? he did. So he was sitting on his own after his gig, obviously having his dinner. And I said, I'm really sorry to interrupt you, Mr. Mason, but I'm just a huge fan. And he was like, Thank you. What are you doing? I was like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a comic. And he was like. Ah, comedy. Don't talk to me about comedy. And then he started going into a bit. And I was like, no, 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 you don't have to do a bit. It's okay. I just wanted to say you're great. He was like, ah, yeah, yeah. You want to say, don't talk to me about what I want to say. And I was kind of like, oh, God. <laughs> this is another bit. He can't switch. He just can't switch yeah, it off. Yeah. And he was like, in his 80s. And I, was, and I just had that moment of going, oh, thank goodness that I'm not as dedicated a comic as Jackie Mason. Yeah. Because I can just sort of... Can you, telling, can you yeah. do that? Can you go up to people and say, obviously you could then, because he would, could you go up to famous people and go, I just got to say, I, I think you're brilliant. And because I get, I, I'm, I'm learning to. I kind of think, I never used to. The older I get, the more comfortable in my skin. I'm kind of like, this is not taking, in my 20s, I would be like, this is not taking anything away from me. But this, this, is, this is making me look less cool. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now I'm 40, I'm like, yeah. this is not about you. This is about you admiring someone's work. Just, go out and say I admire your work I saw Nigel Planer yesterday and I'd walked past him about six months ago and then tweeted I just walked past Nigel Planer his album he released in the 80s was was a big thing for me and he tweeted back oh thanks and I was, was stood did next did you have a little flush I did have a flush but I was stood next to him last night and I, I, I sort of came out of the toilet and Nigel Planer was there and I sort of and I turned around and I was waiting for Kath to go out of the toilet and I just thought Oh, sod this, just go and say hello to him and say yeah. thank, you know. I went and said hello, I said, oh, we were tweeting a, a few months ago, and I just want to say, you know, thanks for that record you did, I thought it was brilliant. And he was like, oh, and he he was chuffed, you know, he was chuffed. And why wouldn't you be? Somebody's well, giving you a compliment. But then that's that thing you were saying about being real people, you don't want to encroach in a celebrity space. And sometimes if they're with their families, like my husband's on a show in Sky One, yeah. and I can see, but sometimes he gets recognised, and we were skiing on uh, in Austria, and someone came up to him and said, over the uh, Christmas break, Hi, I'm a huge fan of your work. And the kids know that if someone's giving, like, if someone's 
giving feedback you, you sit there and you're really like but yeah. I also know my older ones are just waiting she's like oh, you're so great in that show and it was so great and we watched it every week and I can see the older ones just going five four three two and then she walks mm. away and they just rip into their dad <laughs> and slag oh, him off. Really? oh that's good my yeah. kids had, hey, is that because worthwhile <laughs> do you want to kiss her <laughs> my kids like... had never really seen that with me very very occasionally and then i did i'm a celebrity in 2017 and suddenly for like six months i was very, more famous than i'd ever been in my life really? i was incredible we went i took my boys to a pantomime the week after i got back and i was mobbed by 190 kids 190 kids screaming at me and walking towards me and my kids were terrified but after that they found it hilarious and we would get we would get home and they go well daddy you only had 13 selfies today and it yeah. was 15 <laughs> last time so you're two less famous than you were last week the kids just think it's hysterical yeah. though don't they and it is it's ridiculous but they also what they know to respect the fact that people who watch our stuff pay our mm. mortgage so there's a respect there yeah but as soon as that person's gone you're fair game yeah you are oh, fair good. game oh, i'm glad they rip into him that's <laughs> hilarious <laughs> yeah it's um i i got my fingers burnt going up to someone i was i, I met a beach boy in an airport in Los Angeles. I love the Beach Boys. So oh, great. man. And wrote, it was... wrote a song about Wendy, obviously. Of course. I was but thinking of starting not, it. Not ideal. Yeah. It's a good song, isn't it? Wendy, Wendy, Wendy what Wendy went wrong? Wendy, what went wrong? Yeah, <laughs> was we, Wendy the sister-in-law? Or we she went the together for wife? so long. Um, oh, Wendy was... was when, uh, no, Wendy's the daughter... Well, there's a whole different kettle of fish there. I can't remember what the wife was called. Because I know that... The wife was called Catherine. It... Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the I've one got, who won the prize I've was got a Beach Boy story as well. Oh, have you? Yeah, he was nicer to me than he was to anyone else in the room. Oh, Bruce he? Johnston when we were at Beach Boy. But, um, yeah, it wasn't, wouldn't it be nice? You think, oh, what a beautiful song about, you know, longing and if only we could be together. It must be sort of a teenage thing. No, he was singing about his sister-in-law. Well, <gasps> I don't... I don't know no. if... I, where have you got that from? That was in... I'm pretty sure that was in that uh, Brian Wilson... I don't know. I mean, that some of the songs will be about his sister-in-law, definitely. But I don't know Hang if on, that... I don't know this story. So did he fancy his sister-in-law? Brian Wilson, yeah, 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 totally. Oh, I didn't know this. Oh, yeah, well... I like the songs. I didn't delve into their background. Oh. I met Al Jardine at Look LAX. Oh. <laughs> it's a, it's oh, a it's quagmire. Oh, it's a very dirty... Is it? Oh, it's a it's mess. It's very showbiz and very LA in you the know, 60s. When you grow up around the Beach Boys, Fleetwood Mac, right, all seems so kind of um, peachy wholesome. keen and wholesome and everything. And well, you then you... Char- Charles Manson was involved in the Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah, then you find out about what was going on in the background and what inspired the song. Basically I mean, shagging and drugs. There's a brilliant Fleetwood Mac book you need to read, even if you don't like Fleetwood Mac. Oh, your dreams... Storms, my Storms, life with Lindsay Storms. Buckingham and Fleetwood Mac. Carol Ann Harris. Carol Ann Harris. Really? Oh, get oh, it, wow. We'll get it for you as a present. Get it for me. I'm it's so a great excited. book. But Al Jardine was rude to me. I, I went up to Al Jardine in, in the airport. I was very nervous. And I went, Excuse me, Mr. Jardine. I called him Mr. Jardine. And he had his back to me and his shoulders went down and his head went down. And he turned around and went, Yeah, what do you want? And I just went, I just wanted to say thanks so much for the music. Yeah, okay, sure. Thanks a lot. Yeah, he was. And you know what? It's your job. You get the big bucks because you have to put a face on and smile. Yep, yep. That's part of the gig. And he was... That's like when um, Cara Delevingne was moaning about doing press junkets and you're just like, it's the gig, mate. That's Shut what, up. That's what you get paid for is the crappy bits. You don't All... get paid for doing the film. Doing mm. the film's easy. Doing something you love is easy. Yeah. What you get paid for is not working and getting hassled. Yeah. That's what the money's for. Deal with it. Sorry. Um, that's all right. I enjoyed that. What, what are you doing at the moment? I am doing a podcast uh, called My Younger Self oh. with Maddie Anholt, who 
is on Talk Radio quite a lot, but it's basically I know, I know I've heard that, that name. name. Yes, I we can't did, think. We did we did a, a show together, and she was asking me for advice. And she's thirty, and I'm forty five, and I was like, mate, don't. I swear to God, in five years' time, this will mean nothing to you. Just yeah. like, we should do a podcast about this. So basically, it's like twenty five minutes of things that you worry about at 30 and at 45 you're like you shouldn't be worrying about that you should be worrying about your credit rating right worry about your credit rating and sort that out because when you come to get a mortgage that's the, yeah. that's the shit you're gonna need to yeah. so basically it's about you know moving on from boyfriends who are dicks and <laughs> well do you know what i mean that sort of thing that no, you I worry do. about i was just thinking i remember uh, i remember at 24 feeling this but at 30 feeling so old and feeling so i'm 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 at one with the world i'm an adult i'm a grown-up i'm interacting at 30 now i'm approaching i'm gonna be 46 this year and i look back at 30 and i was a baby mm-hmm. i didn't know anything I, mean, I was still drinking and taking a load of drugs which wasn't helping but i didn't know anything i was a baby man Spent a lot of time fussing over nonsense that didn't the matter. stuff that you don't care. Like, you know, and you're like, oh, what's the latest makeup to wear? What's the and you're like, don't worry about makeup. Skincare. It's all yes. about the skincare. Get that foundation It's all about down. what you put in your body. Get yeah. some vitamins in there because that's going to come out and you're... All that stuff that you don't think What's about. your podcast called? It's called My Younger Self. Okay. So I'm having you, some of that. T- t- tweet me the link and I'll retweet it and we'll, cool. get, we'll get these guys... Um, to listen to it. Are you doing many gigs? I'm gigging, yeah, I'm obviously, I'm doing a new show, a new, I'm doing a charity gig at the Comedy Store on the 4th of February for the Children's Trust, which help brain injuries, okay. children with brain injuries. Yeah. And I'm writing a new show for Edinburgh. So you're doing Edinburgh? Uh, well, yeah, I'm Ooh. thinking of, uh, my husband doesn't know yet, so we can't, I can't just announce on the radio, because he'll go nuts. He, t- he tweeted <laughs> earlier on, saying, do listen to my wife. On the radio, and so he, he is listening. This is <laughs> he's, no, he's tucked up in bed. I know this. I left him tucked up in oh, bed. Oh, really? I left. Is he is he working? At, I don't I, I don't know who he is. So I'm not okay, crying out. Husband, of... No, no, my husband's called Stephen Hagen. He is a Northern Irish actor who was in a show called Lucky Man on Sky One. Oh, okay, yeah, he yeah. Played James Nesbitt's brother, and yep. he's just wrapped on a show called The Medici's for Netflix. Okay, where he played Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, I say. And it was filming in Italy, so he'd come home being all like, well, no, you're not Leonardo da Vinci. Put the bins out. <laughs> <laughs> you may be. And also in Italy, they'd be like, hey, Leo, Leo. They'd call him Leo on set. Yeah. And they took him to Vinci, because obviously Leonardo yeah. da Vinci is Leonardo from Vinci, which mm-hmm. I didn't get. Um, oh, I didn't know. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, we know. I didn't know. Every yeah. day's a school day. Cat, cat, cat's like... <laughs> Yeah, that's obvious. Yeah, yeah, but you... <laughs> you two idiots. Yeah, yeah. Well done, Kath, for holding it in. We appreciate that. <laughs> I barely held it in. <laughs> My neck was going. <laughs> Your neck did go. You're like, God, oh, why God. do these morons not know this? Well, it's because I'm, I'm a languages student, so, you know. Normally. Do you speak Italian? No, I speak Spanish, but I can understand Italian. All oh, right, okay. She doesn't speak it, but she can understand it. Yeah. <laughs> that's like me in Arabic. Oh, really? Sorry? No. no. <laughs> See, Spanish is one of those things that if you, if you say it with an Italian accent, Italians understand you. Ah. Is that true? Yeah, kind of. But it's a Latin The drunker language. I get, the better I am at it. That's the same with everyone, isn't yes, it? Like, it so, is. like, but Latin language, because so I speak French, so yeah. like piscine, piscina. Yeah. What is it in Italian? Piscina. Piscina. Let's, let's, let's do the rest of this in French, because I don't sorry. No, no, Back I don't up. speak French. And I'm so, I'm so, I can't speak any language. I speak a little bit of Japanese, but I don't really remember it. I'm so in awe of people... That can just switch to a different language. It, but my husband used to find it really hot when I was in, well when we go to France. He like he's like this is so hot. I'm yeah. like no, 
I'm still hot. I'm still you asking where the toilets English. are. <laughs> like, no, no, it's so much hot when you speak French. It, it <laughs> is. My ex-wife was could speak fluent Greek, and it, there was some. There was. It was hot. I don't want to say. It's it. bizarre. It's something about it. You just go. Oh. I think it's because it's not me. <laughs> it's like you, <laughs> only better, not you. Exotic you. <laughs> but it means as well. She would. We'd. We would often be like. We'd go to a, like a Greek island, like Zakynthos or something, and stay with her family every year, and then we'd go out, and and there'd be all these Greek boys perving over her because she doesn't look Greek. Um, uh, necessarily, and they'd be kind of pervin and going, and, and she'd be going, how much is it to rent this boat? All in English. Yeah. And they'd be going, they'd talk to her in English and then go, she is fit, she's got, you know. Yeah. And then as we were leaving, she'd just deliver a stinging blow in oh, fluent oh, Greek and it just shut them up. Mm. It, was, it was wonderful. My sister had that. So my sister um, was working in Tokyo for five years and she learned Japanese. The dream place, and I love she, it. My sister's 5'8", and her husband proposed to her in Japan and they went to get a ring. And they were, and of course she's like she's five eight, so she's like a foot taller than yeah. most people around. And she was went to the um, shop, and they were trying on rings. And the woman says in Japanese, "Do we have anything big enough for this big fat European?" <laughs> <laughs> My sister's like, "Speak Japanese, mate." She was like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry." <laughs> yeah, I had what? that in a pub one night. This woman and her friends talking about me all night in earshot. As loud as they well, could. in French, in Spanish, in Spanish. Spanish. And at the end, I said, "By the way, I hope you have a lovely." In Spanish, at the end, by the way, thanks for all the lovely things you've been saying about me tonight. I hope you have a great time oh, for the rest of mate. the evening. And they're like, <laughs> and it was worth it for that. That's it's so good, isn't it? That's you know, when you're of... ready to that, deliver that zinger. Oh, you wait, you carry on. What was she doing in Japan? Because I loved. I nearly moved to Japan. I proposed in Japan. Actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. But I, I love it. It's, the, it's my favorite place in the world. Why was she in Japan for five she years? She was in Japan because her husband worked for the Foreign Office, and he was a junior ambassador wow. to, for the UK in what Japan. A, what a place and to she work! She went from Unilever in the UK to Unilever in Japan and worked for Dove. Sort of. So, like, basically, they had an account out there, and so she wow. went over there. But she was you, saying it's really funny because in Japan they're so driven. That they um and they were quite annoyed with her because she was like the youngest um, brand manager, right? And they'd be like, "We've got a meeting at eight thirty, so she'd get into work at eight thirty, and they'd all have been in there at eight a.m. Yeah, just, just a little bit earlier than her. You went to Japan for twenty four hours weekend, yeah. But why? <laughs> My sister was an air hostess for Virgin. And oh, she wow. said, "I'm going. Do you want to come and sit on the jump seat? Eighty quid. We can go weekend in Japan." And I went, "Yeah, okay. I'll make it work." A jump seat? What's yeah. a jump seat? It's what the crew sit on, so you know the flat down seats. Oh, hang on. You, I just ah. see you sat on that. <laughs> yeah, all the way. Isn't it like 12 hours? Yeah, they gave, oh me a la- they gave me a laptop and a lot of wine from the first class cabin. It was great. Oh, mate. And there's all these people. This, I remember this really snooty woman coming past me going, oh, I bet you're really comfortable, aren't you? I'm off to business class. And I was like, yeah, I paid 80 quid for this seat. I wonder how much you paid for me. See, if I was in a seat for two and a half grand and somebody was in a seat for 80 quid, that would just drive me up the wall. Oh, I should have told her these days. I'd tell her. <laughs> thinking of taking my boys to Japan this summer holiday if I can sort out if I can get my contract here renewed it means I'm a little bit uh, financially stable I think they're, they're old enough I took them to New York last year as kind of a little test and they loved it I think I think they, they can withstand a flight time, to Japan with the kids so we were out in LA for three months for pilot season mm. and the kids went to school out there and they still talk about it like Gosh, it's just what yeah. insane ever yeah, I think it's so great for them just to have a I think it is. of something else. If you're fortunate enough to... I, I, it was the first time I'd taken the boys away on my own, and we went to New York for, I think, five nights, and we just laughed. We just the three of us just laughing so much. And, and you're right, we, they still bring it up, and they still talk about it, and talking about the ninja restaurant. Well, they, they were talking about the argument I had with the lady at the, in the theatre. 
ninja restaurant. There's a ninja restaurant. Oh, it's nuts, man. Basically, you're served by ninjas. You get taken... So my in... sister told me about somewhere in Japan that does this. I think it's... Yeah, it's the same vibe. And you, you get attacked by ninjas while you're like, eating. Here's your ninja. They just jump out at you while you're... Don't they poke things through they holes poke at things you? Through, they poke swords <gasps> through the walls. That so you'll be sat incredible. there. incredible. And they just suddenly... No. <laughs> oh, and it's, it's hilarious. And we're two young lads. And they give the, la- the boys weapons. And there's kids everywhere. They give the boys weapons. It's all very dark and very... You you crawl you sort of crawl you sort of walk through a, a tunnel to get to the this sort of cave and it's all wow. in New York City it's amazing. Did they give you like dry ice food and stuff? Oh yeah, the food is comes they open up the edamame and it's just dry ice comes amazing. billowing out. My oh, sister it's... said that when she went to Japan they sort of walk over a bridge and there's a waterfall and you're like I don't want to walk and and, the, and as you walk up to the waterfall there's a sensor that sort of just parts Brilliant. the water as you walk through and I was like. We need more gimmick restaurants. Yes. I love a gimmick. I love a gimmick. The best we've got here is the Rainforest Cafe, which, let's be honest, has seen better days. The food's crap. And that, put, that put my youngest off frogs for a long time. It was terrifying. Did you eat frogs in the Rainforest no, Cafe? No, she was sitting at the bottom. She, she was about one, and she was in the high chair, and uh, she saw the, you know, the um, mascot frog came downstairs, straight down the stairs at her, and it was a giant yeah. furry frog. <laughs> kid was oh, uh, was her. absolutely inconsolable we have to uh, we have to go wendy we're, we're, wendy uh, uh, yes it we're done an hour it's oh done God. isn't it thank you so much for coming in no w- w- websites and tw- twitters and things uh, wendy at wendywason.co.uk and wendy underscore wason on the twitter underscore confuses me when i try and find you tweet me your podcast and i'll retweet it and we'll and we'll tweet all the links and stuff it's nice to see you and you my love. um come in anytime you want you're very very welcome thank you very much uh we continue oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Exart student, she's an exart student. An exart student, she's an exart student. An exart student, she's an
he looked like a 14-year-old boy. Oh, God. So what the show was, they filmed six episodes. They exist somewhere. They um, packaged him as a 14-year-old boy and he joined a school undercover and they filmed a fly-on-the-wall documentary of, I'm guess, let's say he was 25, 25-year-old man in in the classroom with 14-year-old kids. I want to see it. Yeah, I'd, I, I'd never be able to get a copy because it's, yeah. And they fil- filmed the whole thing. And I don't really remember, I don't know if you, I'm guessing, it was a lot of 11 o'clock show people involved, so I'm guessing there might have been pranks or something. I don't really know. So did anyone know? The teacher no, knew? No one knew. No one knew. So no permission, no nothing. No one knew. No, this, and that was their downfall. No permission. No, they, I tell you what their downfall was in a second. But he ended up like going to parties and stuff like that. I think fourteen, maybe sixteen. But you get the kind. It's, it's a long time since I've I've spoken about. I've thought about it. It's in his book. He wrote a book. I mentioned it. And then somehow, it after like months, after like three or four months, it came. Okay. Um, and somehow, after three or four months, it came out that he was a grown man, and he had to. The, the film crew had to get out of there really quickly. The producer, who I just mentioned, had to go back to the school, and they were forced to do an assembly without shed. But the head, the headmaster, headmistress, and the producer had to come out and say to the class and the school, um, "We're really sorry. We have lied to you." And the person that you took on board as a friend and as a, a peer is actually a 26, 27-year-old man. Have you found it? No, I haven't found that, but I found something else he said to apologise for. Is it um, clitoris all sorts? No. OK. He named a beer responsibly. Drink responsibly. Please correct. drink responsibly. He, um, this is because uh, I speak to Paul Garner about him. Yeah, the, uh, I don't know how he came up with the conversation. I said, what is Shed up to now? And he said, oh, he makes a living from puns. He comes up with puns. Yeah. And then, I guess, makes the product and um, and sells it responsibly. That's great. Please drink responsibly on, on the end of every beer advert. Yeah, so. That's, that is genius. He also had, he invented a fake-so inflatable speed camera. <laughs> Sheb was, and the thing about Sheb was, he was a, he's such a lovely, I've not met him, I've not, I did a voiceover for a show for him. Yeah, that's Shed. Um, and I've not seen him... I've not seen him 12, 15 years. A really nice, very friendly, very warm, very funny man. Shed, if you're listening, man, give us a call. Um, but, yeah, that's that school's programme. That was the thing. I'll see if I can dig out some more information about it. But um, what you got? He's also the author of a cult book called What Every Man Thinks About Apart From Sex, a book filled with 200 blank pages. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, he makes a load of money off this stuff. Yes. People buy it. The masterpiece took about nine days to complete from conception to publication in 2011. It proved a hit outselling both Harry Potter and The Da Vinci Code within weeks of its release on Amazon. <laughs> it's just brilliant. He does he does a load of that stuff, but um, maybe I'll get in touch with Shed, see what he's... Uh, maybe we'll invite Shed on. See, see what he's up to. I've not spoken to him for years and years and years. There he is with his fake um, speed camera. Yeah. He's okay. See if we can find anything about that right. school because um, no, I couldn't find anything at all. Channel this, Four would never mention. And it. these were in the days before. I mean, you'd have you'd have thirty kids tweeting about it these days. Yeah, yeah. It it 
I don't think it even... I may have... No, I th- I'm sure he wrote about it in his book. He wrote a sort of autobiography. And I'm sure he mentioned it in that... Um, He's on Twitter. What's what's his Twitter handle? Shed Simove. Let me, um, let me send Shed a little tweet. Um... Hang on a second. Sorry, dear listener, this is... Uh, you can't have gold all the time, otherwise you don't... Appre- Hello, Shed Simov. I wonder if he's following me. Hang on a minute. No, he's not following me. I'm going to send him a little tweet. Do it. Hey, Shed. Ian here was speaking to Garner about you last week. You fancy coming on my show? And then a kiss, because we're showbiz people and that's what we do. There we go. Um, success or your money back. Uh, oh, here we go, here we go. Al has sent me um, Al has sent me a link. Here we go. This is from The Guardian from 2002. OK, right. Channel 4 man wore dental brace to pose as student. <gasps> Described as introspective, the 30-year-old producer made every effort to look like a teenager. The 34-year-old Channel 4 producer, who posed as 17-year-old student Howard Simmons, was tonight revealed as Sheridan Simove. An Oxford graduate, he devised the programme more than two years ago and approached Channel 4 with his idea. After the programme was commissioned, the producers of Back to School weaved a colourful story about Howard's life. They said he had emigrated to Florida with his parents after finishing his GCSEs and refused to go to an American school. Teachers and students were also told Howard had been bullied, which put him off further education. Simove even had a brace fitted to his teeth in an attempt to look more like a teenager. The producers claimed Howard's uncle in the UK had seen an advert for the programme and an audition for and landed the role. In reality, Simove studied at Cardiff High School and then attended uh, Oxford uh, College in Oxford, where he gained a 2-1 in experimental psychology. Um, he went on to work as a graduate trainee on The Word and became a senior producer in Channel 4's The Big Breakfast. Um, Simove, known to friends as Shed, then launched his own independent production company called The Talent Shed, which was behind Back to School. As Howard, he studied A-levels in English, business studies and general studies. His teachers even promised Howard he would be allowed to stay on at the school after filming had finished to continue his studies and sit his exams. Danny O'Callaghan, his sixth form tutor, said... He even had a full careers interview to plan his future. He told teachers he wanted to get into the media when he was older. Oh... I was totally shocked and disgusted, said Gavin Hall, head of sixth form. The whole story about his emigration to America was a complete fabrication. I can't believe it. Yeah, I've got on his um, website here. When we revealed the truth to the school after nine weeks, I didn't manage to communicate my motives for making the documentary and awfully ended up hurting a lot of very good people. The events caused a scandal and the programme has not yet aired. The resulting news story ended up on the front pages. The the school's head teacher, Sheila Brown, um, said... um, Oh, she told how Samo visited his former fellow students on Tuesday after they'd learnt the truth about the deception, so he did go back. The headmistress said they asked him why he did it and were genuinely upset. The worst thing of all was that he had a joint 17th birthday party with a female pupil and they all brought him presents. Oh, that's... I mean, it is... It is, um, it's, it's pretty rough, isn't it? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty rough. Um, yeah, it's pretty rough, isn't it? But... Oh, I'd love to see that show. Yes, mate, wouldn't you? Um, well, if he comes on, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to him off air and see if any of it exists. Oh, three!
which I'm sure it doesn't. Okay? Oh, I'm sure it doesn't, because um, I, I know I tried to get my hands on the footage before, and I was, I was told, nah, nah, that, that ain't never going to happen. They wouldn't risk that being linked out. 0344 499 is the telephone number, dear listener. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very, very welcome to. It's always strange picking up the show, you know, after we've um, had a guest, and, and people are reluctant to call in, although we've got some nice calls when, when Wendy was on, um, which is unusual, because people don't call in when we have guests normally. There were some calls for... Um, Mike last night, but I didn't want to take him. <laughs> I was enjoying it too much myself. You didn't want to share. No, I didn't want to share. Uh, so the switchboard is empty. If you want to give us a call, you can. You can give us a call about anything you want. 0344 499 1000. The late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule free. It's the late night alternative with that man, Ian Lee, <laughs> on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We sold out tickets for Weird Science. I've just checked and it's sold out. There are four tickets I think left for the Bros screening in March, but we've sold out. I need to send. Have you got any stories? Yeah, got those. Can you do a story while I just send an email? Yeah, I'll sure. Some money. Well, this is a thing that's been. Uh, it was all over Twitter today, but I am still. I'm trying to work it out. Okay, so here's the story of a man caught on CCTV licking. A doorbell. Dirty boy. Doorbells and knockers. That did not belong to him. Ooh. For three hours. What? Yeah. Three hours. And it's a proper sloppy wet lick he's doing as well. Roberto Daniel Arroyo, 33, slathered the buzzer with his saliva in bizarre footage filmed on his neighbour's front porch in Salinas, California. He even changed positions for unknown reasons during Ooh. the tonguing marathon. Well, Ooh. we all know why, because your tongue gets tired, is why. Cops are now on the lookout for Mr Arroyo after the bizarre incident on New Year's Eve. The couple who owned the house weren't in, but their two children were, and they were asleep inside. Well, if that, well, that's... The, well, I mean, come on, guys. Fortunately, the CCTV the family owned was so sharp that this guy was identified really quickly. A Salinas Police Department spokesman said, We were pleasantly surprised to see the image was so clear, and it didn't take us long to identify the individual. Mum, Sylvia Dungan, said she was relieved the strange incident wasn't any worse, and she told the US media kind of laugh about it afterwards because technically he didn't harm anybody and he didn't break anything. This just kind of reinforces how important it is to have security within your home. The doorbell was cleaned thoroughly after its ordeal, she added. I thought I'd seen it all, but this takes the cake, another neighbour, Francisco Javier Estrada said. Cops said Mr Arroyo could face de- uh, charges of petty theft and prowling. Licking a doorbell. Now that's a new one on me. That is a new one on I... me. I'm trying to find... Oh, wouldn't it be... <sighs> You see, you sort out these hotkeys and it means you don't know where the good hotkey is. I've got, you know, I've got, wait. That's, that's, so that's, we've got that. We know that exists. That exists. Um, Doorbells. There we go. That's right. We got there in the end. Doorbells. I, I, I mean, would you rather not know? I, I think I might, I, I think I'd rather not know that someone had been doing that outside my front door. You ever peed on a car door handle? No. Why? Well, I'm a woman. So the what, mechanics just, of it are slightly well, more no, difficult. You lift up your, you put your hoik your dress under your chin. Yeah. You pull your pants down, and then as you wee, you just splash. Why would I do that? To get revenge. Nah. Or for a laugh. For a laugh. It's a funny I thing to do. Cover myself in my own urine. No, no, no. you you Yes, you'll get some on you. That's your. That's your fault of genetics and, and and bodily functions. But you get wee on someone's car door handle. No thanks. Um, there he is looking it. And he's looking at. He looks like he's looking at the camera. Yeah. 
He's he's high on drugs. When you're on you drugs, trust me, listen, I've been on drugs. I've been high on drugs. I've been low on drugs. Um, and you just find yourself doing weird things. Or maybe he's maybe he's practising. He really is. He's going for it. But he's not. I'm going to say something vulgar. He's not. It doesn't look like he's masturbating. No. Looks maybe like it just feels nice. Maybe it's just... It looks like he's having a very sensitive snog. Maybe it just feels like a nice thing. Hey, maybe we're the crazy ones for not knowing that this is a thing. I, um... I might go and give my doorbell some action before I go in the house tonight. I won't. Doorbells. Um, oh, look at this. I have issues with Indians. You're in prison, mate. Um, so I'm lucky. Switchboard is empty. I like this. I like this this bold new direction for a phoning show. Oh, hang on. Some of the shows at this state station have been doing it for nearly three years. Yeah, copying again, aren't we? Ay, 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 ay. Um... I've still not been paid for the show, the other two shows we've done at Northdown yet. I keep emailing the ticket people and I keep not getting the money back. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrity workmates or hates trouble acts and dream teens behind screen partnerships. Oh, by the way, this, this mouth holster is still here. But in my car, I've got this great thing. It's Bongella Lozenge. Oh, uh, Bongella Lozenge. Bongella Lozenge. You suck it. Because Bongella, of course, you put it on and it doesn't stick. Yeah. You suck a Lozenge. Great. Lodge the lozenge in a good place behind your teeth. On screen, they're the greatest mates. Three middle-aged petrol heads with the same sense of humour. But now Grand Tour star James May has revealed he, Jeremy Clarkson and Richard Hammond are not the blokish besties they appear, rarely hanging out after filming. Well, that doesn't mean they hate each other. It's just, it's just their job is to, to go and film stuff and then go off. doesn't mean they hate each other. No. People that work together on television don't all go back to the same house afterwards and, you know... So who are the mates and who are the hates? And then it says here, well-ish, of showbiz. OK, let's go through a few of these and, and see, see where we get. So the hates, that's what we want, not the mates. Simon and Garfunkel, the music legend split in 90, 1970, but reunited for a tour in 1993 and almost came to blows. Manager Joseph Raskoff revealed if there'd been a knife on the table, one of them would have used it. That's not a great story. No. Um, R2-D2 and C-3PO. Uh. The Star Wars robots bickering was nothing compared to the animosity of the stars in the costumes. Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker. Kenny dubbed Anthony the rudest man I've ever met. These are crap stories! Um, um, let's try one more. John Turode and Greg Wallace. Really? Well, well, the Master Chef judges may share a passion for food, and one of them shares a passage. Passage? No, a passion, <laughs> what? A passion for well, passage spanking <laughs> with women he's met online. Dirty boy. But you won't catch them sharing a pint or a bite to eat in private. Even though Australian Chef John was best man. At Greg's wedding in okay, 2016. Then. No, that sounds like... Um, oh, for crying out someone's... loud. Right, that sounds like bullshine then, doesn't it? In the next year, John revealed, It's funny. We've never been friends. We've not been to each other's houses. We've had a couple of standoffs over the years. That's not a story. No, that's rubbish. That's not, that's I don't not get story. why you'd be best man then. You don't have to go to someone's house to be best man. 
You kind of do. No. You kind of do. Well, maybe it was a showbiz. Uh... Yeah, maybe it was. Showbiz. Or maybe he's telling fibs and making it sound like Fleetwood Mac when actually it's just two blokes that go to that's work a, together. That's a st- the, the, the Daily Mirror, page eight, it's a real... If there's nothing, if there's nothing going on, then they'll just put a load of lists on page eight and they kind of... Um, just kind of made that up. Up this, your game, this, come on. Let's just hover as we take this call. The radar already is kicking in. Good evening, double N. Hello. Hello. I would just like to know, who's better, drummers or guitarists? At well, what? Playing music. Playing drum music or guitar music? Both. It's a bit of a, bit of a paradox. It's literally not a paradox. Okay, what? Well, who do you think's best, drummers or guitarists? At what? They're they're individual trades. Depends on the drummer or guitarist, doesn't it? It does, yes. And what year and genre? Correct. Who? Well, let's turn it on its head and ask cool. you: Who do you think is the best, bass players uh, or keyboard players? Bass players. He's right, actually. This guy knows his stuff. We set the tone of the music. We have the backbeat in the background. There oh, he's a bass player. Else. Well, in that case, in that case, you think drummers are the best. Sort of. Yeah, we go. I'll thank give, you. Thank I'll you. Give you that. Thank you very much indeed. Well, um, thanks for your call. Love you. Are you touching yourself? Definitely not. Okay. Um, here we go. People are now investigating Shed and Shed Simov. Danny, come to you in a second. Dave said, had a look at Shed's Wikipedia page. In 2012, Simove launched Fifty Shades of Grey, a book containing totally blank pages in 50 different shades of grey. <laughs> the book jacket, the back jacket of the book, described the content inside as getting darker and darker as the book goes on. <laughs> Brilliant! Random House, publisher of E.L. James's Fifty Shades of Grey, sent him a cease and desist letter, and Simov was no longer able to sell this title. Um, OK. Um, uh, uh, in 2014, Simov launched The Rampant Rabbi, an adult toy in the shape of a Jewish scholar. Oh, no. Adult store Ann Summers took legal action to stop Simov from trademarking the name of his product, citing the name was too close to their own product, the Rampant Rabbit. I like him. He sounds like a chancer. Um, Finney's upset. Finney says... I, Finney's, Finney won't be listening to the show because I've, I was rude. Finney says, I defended the opinion of a... Why has Ian upset you? I defended the opinion of a person who was quoted, and even though it, I did it calmly, Ian responded by accusing me out of nowhere of being a wife-beater and a child molester. I find such things out of order. Order. I'd love to see that tweet, Finney. Please. Dare. <laughs> People. I'd just like to say, that kind of tweet, generally at this time of night, yeah. Never comes to anything very good for no, the sender. No, let's go to um, let's go to Dan. We'll, we'll, we'll give him one chance to, to show the evidence, and then, then we'll we'll, uh, we'll mute the, the idiot. Good evening, Danny. Hello, Ian. Hello, Danny. What you got for us tonight? I've got a 
couple of suggestions for your film club. Oh, here we go. Lovely. Thank you. Yes, please. I reckon, I reckon you'll like them. Um, Leroy, The Last Dragon. I don't know that. What is that? Oh, it's an old film. It's, um, uh, it's about uh, an American boy, and he's visited by the ghost of Bruce Lee. It's, it's about that in the 80s. Oh, hang on. That's cool. Isn't that called... Cool? That's No Retreat, No Surrender, isn't it? No, Leroy, The Last Dragon. Leroy, The Last Dragon? You're I do not out. know that movie. You're missing out. Mate, that sounds awesome. And anything else? Uh, yeah, and Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, mate, that is classic, isn't it? Yeah. That is absolute classic. And I've also got a suggestion for you and your boys to watch if you like the last Navigator you watched the other day. Yeah, 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 go on. Daryl, have you seen Daryl? Not for a long, long time. This it stands for something, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what it stands for, but it's like um, Android or something. Oh, it's a little boy who doesn't realise he's an Android, isn't yeah, that right? Yeah, that's the one. It's a robot, robot. Right, I'm going to check that out. I haven't seen that. That's, that's, that's a, an old film. I'm going to check that out, definitely. Thank you, man. Always appreciate movie tips, Danny. Always appreciate movie tips. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Unfortunately, the guy who said I accused him of being a wife beater and a paedophile, he's just blocked me after I've just asked for the evidence. <laughs> I didn't call him a wife beater. I said he was a fan of Toby Robinson, who is a wife beater. Uh-huh. And I've not call- I've not called anyone a child abuser. I had a look at that story about what happened with Tommy Robinson back yeah. in the day when he um, he got done for assaulting an off-duty police officer who'd gone in to intervene yep. in a domestic incident yep. with him and his then-girlfriend, now wife, yeah. um, where the suggestion was that she wanted cocaine out of the house because her parents were coming over. Don't, she... You don't want coke around where mum and dad are in. No. Mum and dad go nuts and they find coke! They go nuts for it. So the reports I saw suggested that she... Uh, was st- she got prosecuted for possession, and uh, yeah, but he, he that, that attack on the police officer, the off-duty police officer, was very very violent. Yeah, oh, he's a thug. Tommy Robinson's a thug, and these people. There's a really interesting thread about how these thugs are making money out of it, making money out of it. Robinson's got a really nice house paid for by 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 you suckers. <laughs> you suckers pay for it if you subscribe to him. What you do is you go you you go and do something outrageous, then you get you get say you get taken off Twitter and you say that you get you say uh, oh my free speech is being I'm losing work and I've lost my job because of this. So guys, I'm going to set up a YouTube channel and a PayPal account. And if you could just if you could just donate five if you could just donate twenty pounds a month, right, then that will be enough. And loads of people do. Front page of the Daily Mail. Gosh, but and boy, oh boy, um, if you ever want evidence of how much. An editor is responsible for the tone of a newspaper. Compare the Daily Mail now with the Daily Mail of six months ago. Completely different paper. Mm-hmm. Still right wing. Still a lot of stuff I don't agree with. But the tone, the tone is completely different now that Dacre's gone. So the Daily Mail front page, UKIP and the hate monger. And this is the fella who was having a pop at Anna Subri. Uh, and uh, th- 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 Farage is kind of coming out and saying, well, I've always had this and no one stood up for me. Actually, well, I think the physical physical intimidation of Farage, I think, is out of order. I think it's out of order. I think legitimately protesting, I think, is, is absolutely fine. I think um, a group of... Well, maybe I shouldn't. You tell me, Catherine, is a woman. A group of men shouting abuse in the face of a woman feels to me... And maybe this is because I'm really old-fashioned and slightly misogynistic. I don't know. So I'm happy to learn. It feels to me more intimidating. And also, 
one has to take into account Joe Cox. Right. I agree. I agree that it is the physical nature of it. Okay, So someone who is um, in a position of power will expect a certain amount of uh, disagreement and dissension and sometimes it will get nasty, right? But no one should have to deal with it in their face as they walk down the street. And it wasn't just one person. There was a whole load of men and they were very, very close. And bearing in mind what happened with Joe Cox, I can understand how that is extremely intimidating and actually quite frightening. Um... There is also something to be said for the fact that if you're a woman in a public platform and you are going against what that particular group of largely men are saying, they do seem to go for women more. Do they? Yes. Do they? Yes. Okay, okay. Gina Miller, can you name another woman, another member of that particular campaign? Yeah. Who got hammered as much as Gina Miller. Oh, well, yeah, no, that was, um, yeah, that was outrageous, the stuff that, that that poor soul had to go through. I mean, racial and sexual and threats of rape and murder. And listen, and... You, can, you can ascribe to the point of view, the opposite point of view to, to Gina Miller, and there are plenty of people who did, but didn't feel the need to pile on in quite such an abusive way. And, and, and I'm not talking about people, and I'm not slating everyone that disagrees with Gina Miller. I'm just saying there is a very vocal, very angry minority who are um, I think behaving like thugs. Oh, it's thuggery. I mean, this guy's a thug. James Goddard was the, was, was was kind of the ringleader of, of, or certainly one of the members of the people shouting abuse at Anna Subri. And it's, 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 it's really horrible to listen to. And they're filming everything and it's all going online yeah, yeah, yeah. and it causes more and more but, but pylons. But this is the thing, this, this, the thing that I read today, is a, a, a thread on Twitter. I, I saw it it's too. By. It's about how they monetise it. And they monetise it by, by saying that there's the voice of the common man and that whole campaign of, of Robinson, who's an arsehole, right? I've got no problem with saying that. And I know every time I say that, someone complains to Ofcom. Or every time a Tommy Robinson supporter comes on and I sh- shoot them down, someone complains to Ofcom. And we have to, we have to write a letter to Ofcom and go, with well, Here's the thing. The people that um, on their Twitter pages who um, bang on about free speech and complain about Tommy Robinson being silenced, you know, that, that ridiculous picture of him with gaffer tape over those mouths, those are the ones that seem to get the most upset when... Someone like me exercises my free my free speech within the confines of free speech. Free speech, as we said, doesn't really exist. But um, so this, I we're, we're, I'm silent. I'm a silenced white man. I'm the white working class minority, and uh, I, 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 I'm free. I'm for free speech. Well, hang on a minute, guys. I'm I'm exercising my free speech. My free speech. And I'm allowed to do that. But there's also an assumption, right? When we when we start talking, that we're um, somehow um, the elite, which is a joke because. I've seen, I've had people calling me all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, sort of suggesting that I'm posh or, you know, I went to a state school. I've, my, yeah. my grandfather, um, you know, was proud as punch. I was the first person to go to university in my, um, my, my, uh, family. And it was only because it was free at the time. Um, I, I'm not going to apologize for that. And you shouldn't ask me to if you believe in the, in the betterment of people who come I, from humble roots, you know. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I was at a point, and I can't think what it was going to be. I had a really good point. Well, they, they, I've seen them assuming that you went to a posh school. Oh well, I went to a grammar school because I passed my eleven. Plus, I spent the first eleven years of my life on a on a, 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 a council estate. Um, but but no, that's what I was going to say. I, you know, of course, being anti Robinson means, and I, I've said this, and I'll say it again. I am pro 
Pakistani Muslim sexual grooming gangs. I'm pro that. I support those. I send money to those guys because I'm so for those Pakistanis that abuse white children. Of course I'm for that. It's obvious. I I shouldn't even have to say it. The fact I'm anti-Robinson means, of course, I completely support what those guys get up to. Of course I do. Um, But apparently I have to make that clear because some people don't know. It's just... Someone will listen to that. Someone said, um, you had a rant against Tommy Robinson, then you said you hate Asians. What kind of of man are you? Um, I'm a man with a sense of humour. I'm a man that gets irony and gets sarcasm and knows how easy it is to wind up thickos. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late-night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. So, I passed my theory test yesterday, just squeaked it for my motorcycle, motorcycle scooter. I'm only doing the A1. I want a 125cc, that's it. I want a motorbike. Squeak through my theory test, but I passed. Pass is a pass is a pass. Let me, um... I mustn't lose this, because if I lose this, I think I've got to take it again. No. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what, it, what looks it looks like. like, is it? That's what it looks like. So then today I did something foolhardy. I booked in my module one of two modules for Monday at 12.38, the very precise time of 12.38. I'm going to be taking module one, which I'm not great... For that, You just got it's 20 minutes. You've got to do figure of eights, which I'm not great at, and UEs, which I'm not great at. So I'm going to spend all day Saturday practising. Going to find a little car park somewhere... Just do figure of eights, figure of eights, figure of eights. I'm totally dominating the Ian and Kath MCC, IAK MCC. I'm dominating it. Whoever passes their test first owns the club and gets to collect the subs. And so far, out of the three stages, how much how much have you passed it? How much have you done in the three stages of the I've theory? I've booked my theory test. Okay, well, I've, I've passed my theory test. But I've also um, engaged the services of an instructor. Well, you're cheating. I'm not cheating. I'm doing it au naturel. Let's go to Sandy. Good evening, Sandy. Hey. Oh, I was about to ask you how it was going, but it's none of my business. Hey! This, this is what we like. People who listen to the show, who get the show, who understand the show. And because of that, Sandy, because of that... I'm actually going to tell you how it's going. Tell me. It's going very well. I think I'm approaching either four, maybe four, maybe five weeks, completely antidepressant-free this Friday. I can't remember if it's four or five. And that says something in itself. And apart from a little wobble today, where my head went a bit funny, I, I, it's pretty much out of my system. It feels like it's out of my system. And here's the thing. I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling all right, free from the antidepressants. I'm kind of anticipating a bit of a crash, but it's not happened yet, and I'm feeling all right. I'm a little bit down because um, I've got uh, my house is being painted, and what it means is my house is now a mess, and there's a guy there, and I have to get up at half past seven to let this guy in, and I can't really go back to my house and relax. So I'm feeling very uncomfortable about that. But but but, as first world problems, I know that when it's done, probably towards the end of next week, it's going to look amazing. I'm going to have a nice fresh house. Spotted a couple of rugs that I want to buy when I get some money. And I'm feeling confident about this motorbike licence. Fe- so, Sandy, in answer to your question, which you stopped yourself from asking, I'm doing all right, thanks very much. 
That sounds fab. I mean, I'm not a huge Nietzsche fan, but I do agree with one thing. Without pleasure, you cannot experience pain and vice versa. So yep. it's always good to have a bit of balance. Yep. It's, it, listen, if, and if things are going too well, then just get a little bit of spanky in. Um, to feel, oh, if sorry? things are going too, too well, I self-sabotage. So. Uh, well, that's what I do. That's what, <laughs> this is why the self-sabotage. Um, that's why I'm going for spanky this time. Go a bit, oh, yeah. of, bit of the Greg Wallace. From Bend Greg over. Wallace. This is going to be the worst 15 minutes of your life. Oh, when you said that, I was imagining a big spoon. <laughs> oh, if I'm we don't join those anybody, I'd rather be by John Tarot. Well, he's just got married. He's got married. He won't be spanking you. Well, it's not like it's the first time he's been married. So I wouldn't Sandy! Sandy, Sandy, Sandy! I like it. I like it. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm the king of I'm the king of self sabotage. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I screw things up. I, I, uh, I, um, I um, over over Christmas after Christmas I got after Christmas I got really peed off with the television industry again, and um, and I sent a, a message to my agent. I said I'm not doing any more telly. I'm quitting te- quitting telly. Put put that in the Daily Mirror. I said, I'm quitting telly. I'm not doing... I don't want to do it anymore because I'm just getting... My chain is being yanked. I'm sucking up to all of these people. I'm shaking all of these hands like I did 15 years ago. And it's it, it came to naught then. And it's coming to naught now. I said, I, unless it's really, really well paid, I don't want to do any telly gigs. And then, of course, he phoned up yesterday and said, oh, this show wants you to go and film these little inserts for them. And... He said, I know you're not really into t- doing telly, but it's 500 quid. It's a day's work. And I, uh, I said, uh, I said, well, I tell you what, I'll do it, right? But And they wanted me to do it quite early in the morning. I said, I'd do it. I said, but I'm not leaving my house until 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm not, that, that was me. I said, I'm not leaving my house until 10 o'clock in the morning. So if they want it, they'll have to come and pick me up from my house at 10 in the morning. But I'm having to lie in. Not heard from them, so I think I've. I think well, I I've, think you should, yeah. given given the fact that you only finish work at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, exactly. But the, so many times I've, I will finish work at one, and then I'll get up at seven for jobs. So and they've not got back to me. So I think I've I've I've, I've annoyed them, which is great. I hate telly. I hate it. It's full of scumbags and liars and backstabbers and people who think that they're and kids. And, uh, anyway, so I've quit. This is this is the story. This is what I meant to say at the start of the show. So the, the it will be on the mirror online. Uh, tragic comic quits TV. I'm out. I'm done. You will oh, never see me on television nothing. again, apart from stuff that I've filmed already. It's never happening. Well, I mean, I'm quite lucky because I don't read the, the, the shitty rags, the print shitty stories about lies. Yes. So you shouldn't read them either. You shouldn't bother oh. yourself with crap oh. like that. Oh, I don't. I don't. I only read papers for, for, for this rubbish. And then we hardly talk about them anyway. Anyway, Sandy, you've got, you've got that exclusive out of me. That's there. That exists in the world. Ian Lee quits TV. Um... What would you like to say? What's that, Catherine? This reminds me of Geordie Shaw, right? Yeah. When, again, this is another show you won't watch, Sandy, because you're a classy woman. Yeah. Uh, but Geordie Shaw is basically, it pays young uh, 20-something Geordies to live in a house together, get drunk most nights and, and make um, dubious sexual decisions. And every other episode, they say they have one of them in the diary room going, right, from now on, I'm not going to be drinking anymore and it's going to be just a family night and we're all just going to play nicely and there's not going to be any shenanigans. And then it's like after the break, 
There's like knickers on the ceiling. Well, knickers the are not going to be on the ceiling. The hot tub is destroyed. They're throwing up into beer barrels. You know, it's just mayhem. So, you know, we'll wait and see. My knickers are not going on the ceiling. I will not be on TV. I filmed I filmed something a few months ago for Channel 5. That's happening. That's going to go out. That's going to be on at some point. Um, but that's it. I'm done. I'll screw you. Screw you. I'm, I'm, I, radio is my job. Radio is my job. But so, you're a really good radio. You're a really good radio. I mean, I'm the best. The top, top, top radio guys don't do TV. No, no, they don't. And it turns out I've discovered it's through choice. So there'll be no more, no more TV speaking, from me. Speaking about money, the reason I actually rang in and I'm I've, I haven't got any change on me. I'm afraid, love. Sorry, I, I, I haven't got anything. I can't help out. I'm afraid. I'm really sorry, Sandy. Oh no. You, were you phoning up for a little, uh, little? Or, or was it? Go, go. I interrupted you. Carry on. Oh, no. Um, I was just phoning to say that recently you've had a few Tommy Robinson callers yes. ringing in, yes. which, which is a disruption because usually your show is pretty pleasant and yeah. cool to listen to. life, love. And I was listening to old James O'Brien the other day. Old I, James O'Brien, I like that description. Old James O'Brien. You know, I genuinely think that half these people don't believe a single word they say. They've all got PayPal accounts, Patreon accounts, YouTube accounts, yeah. and anything else, and they don't do it for anything else other than money. Yeah. And that's what Brexit's all about. It's about poor, it's, you know, they, they like street beggars on the side of the road, and politicians are a bigger version of that. Um, the whole, the whole, here's the thing, the whole country is, is full of scumbags. I'm a scumbag, Catherine's a scumbag, Catherine's a, I mean, a massive, one of the biggest scumbags. You're a scumbag, Sandy, uh, Mark on the phones, everyone's a scumbag, right? Everyone's a scumbag. There are just levels of scumbaggery. Um, and, um, I don't like politicians, I don't like, um, racists, I don't I, like extreme I'm a leftists. scumbag with a capital S and a capital B. Yeah. Oh, Really? Yeah. We listen. I'm going to get you John Turow's phone number. This is happening. This is happening. Forget Lisa Faulkner. Uh, I, she's. Uh, we'll distract her. We'll distract her with a with a part in a in a play or a drama. You're, we're getting. We are kidnapping John Turow for you, Sandy. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. I, you know, I, I need, I needed a good chair up, and that's what I wanted to get off my chest. Well, he's going to get on your chest. Oh, he. Okay. You you nearly said something there, I could tell, and then you held back. Well done, well done. You're the grown-up. And then I thought, you know what, let me not get Ian and Kath into trouble with Ofcom again. (laughs) Again is the word. (laughs) There we go. You guys, you know, you guys are absolute magic. Keep up the show. Thanks for the love. Thank you very much, Sandy. Thank you for your call. Um... Finney of the North has unblocked me again. I'm just going to mute him. This is the thing. I'm being sucked in again to Twitter. Um, I'm being sucked into Twitter during the show. So mute that guy. And then close... Bye-bye, Twitter. And then thank you very much. Good night. Yes, Dion! Good evening, Ian and Catherine. Hello, Dion. Good evening, Dion. Yeah, I'm just having a lie down, having a nice, quiet beer. Have you got... Don't lie down drinking beer. No. Have you got the bed to yourself tonight? Yeah, I think she's back tomorrow or Friday. Is she? Oh, jeez. Yeah. It makes you sick. I love it. It's great. Yeah, it makes me sick when you get in a relationship with someone you love and then you have to oh, hang um, out with them no, and you have to have no, sex no, with no. them. And, oh, it's just, I just wish they'd go away. So you, you, you've done well then, Dion. Excellent. I've only been with her a couple of months. Yeah, oh, God. It's that, it's, it's that, that stage, isn't it? That couple of months stage when they really start getting on your nerves. Oh, it's a drag. I'm at a... 
keep doing too much housework. Oh, God, it's, they, they keep the house clean and they want to feed you and then they want to please you sexually. Oh, a couple of months of that. No, mate. No, no. Goodbye. I'm out. Um, no, thank you very much. That's what you should say, Deontay. No, thank you. Well, I don't know. I'm very independent anyway. Yeah, exactly. I, I, what I would do is I would let her clean the house and feed you and pleasure you sexually. And then I'd say, bye. So long, yeah. sucker. And then just, just kick her out. That's what I would do if I were you, Dion. Yeah, all right. Yeah, well, I would say. Um, you're on about films then now. I watched a really good film earlier. Prove it. I did. Prove it. Give me a line of dialogue from it. It was it was called Cardboard Gangsters. It's made by the Irish Film Board. Oh, the IFB. Which yeah, is be- which is the, the, let's just say it's the well better known. of the, um, the Irish organisations, beginning with I. Yeah, it was. It was just one of them films. It was really good, you know. And what happens in it? It's it's, it's all made uh, from cardboard, you say? It's called Cardboard Gangsters. Okay. It's a bunch of lads that grew up. Oh, yeah. And into the drugs thing, you know, yes. dealing, yeah. they're using and yes. that. Yes. Um, uh. Set on an estate in Dublin. Beautiful. Just a really good film, you know. It was... Okay. Well, this Saturday... Uh, I'll get my living room back because it's, it's painted and stuff. And i got nothing to do Saturday, so I'm going to practice my scooter, figure of eight. So I'm going to crack open my Laurel and Hardy box set, <laughs> inspired by last night's tepid movie. And uh, I'm going to watch some Laurel and Hardy. And I'm going to cook myself some nice food. I might do a lamb tagine. Cause that's my favourite thing. I like that. Did you just wink at me? No. You did? You I winked? Didn't. Only one eye closed. And I thought you did notice it. That you just went... <laughs> I swear to you in my life, only one eye closed. Um, maybe I've got a... I'm tired. Oh, you I've are? Got, t- I get a bit of a lazy eye. <laughs> Catherine, this is Catherine tired. Maybe I've got them Well, Saturday night, if, if you're in and Sorry? watching a film or something, I've tried a new beer. It's Polish. It's called Carpacci. Yeah. OK, that's great news, Dion. Thanks very much indeed. I hope you enjoy your Polish beer. What? Why would he be recommending beer to you? <laughs> to after, an alcoholic. After living, <laughs> listening to this show for years. To an alcoholic drug addict. I wasn't really an alcoholic. I was a drug addict. But the, those two things, those two things go hand in hand. Um, I have wine in the house over Christmas, which I'm cool with. I'm, I'm, I'm completely cool with because I always be a good host. My sister was coming, and uh, white wine, not a problem because I never liked it. Always gave me a headache. I had some prosecco in, not a problem. Do I? But I had to. There was there was about half a glass of red wine left in an open bottle. I had to pour it away because the smell. I, I I wasn't a massive drinker, but red wine. I, what I would used to do is take loads of cocaine. And then knock a couple of bottles of red wine back to send me to sleep. That was the, that was the crazy days. And I like the taste of red wine and just the, the smell of this thing. And I was just there and I, I could just feel myself enjoying the smell. It's like, well, it's time to get rid of that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've got to be safe. It's the thing. You've got to be safe. Um, got to be safe around this stuff. I know after, you know, a little bit. And one day I'll, tell, I'll talk to you guys about the relapse. Until then, that's keeping that strictly under the wig. Um, but you just got to be safe. I had someone get in touch with me, who's been in touch with me a few times, emailed me saying, um, oh, I'm, I'm struggling around the booze again. I'm back on the booze. What do you do when you're struggling around the booze? And I said, well, I said, well, I, I call my sponsor up. That's what I do if I'm feeling practical and good. Um, cause I know this person doesn't go to meetings and stuff and is trying to do it on their own. I can't, I can't do it on my own. So I just wrote, wrote, wrote very short reply. I call my sponsor. That's, um, that's it, man. That's it. Don't do drugs. Don't do alcohol. 
I was thinking about drugs. I was thinking about drugs last week. Actually, I'd quite like to do some drugs, but that's good that I recognise that. I tell you this. We'll go to the news in a minute. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't a god. A really. It wasn't a craving for drugs. It was just out of two or three days. Where I thought, oh, I quite fancy some some coke. Quite fancy some cocaine. That's the dangerous. That's when it gets yeah, dangerous. Because when, when it's when it's a craving, it's like right. Okay, I need to get to two meetings today, and I need to phone someone up, and I need to. But when it's just a. Oh, mind a little bit of cocaine that's when it's that's that's the disease that's the cunning part of the disease it's that's where you you kind of after three days that you kind of i caught myself going oh no 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 that's not good and you get to a meeting and you sit down and you say i fancy a bit of cocaine and um it's all out in the open i have no idea what i'm telling you about this guys the big the big news story is i've quit television that's the big news story another hour of this rubbish oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio the Beach Boys uh, and a song about sex. Let's be honest. My kids asked me the other day, Daddy, why... They call me Dada, which I like. Uh, Dada, why are there... there, Sorry? Why are there so many songs about love? And um, I said, well, love is, you know, it's a very powerful force, and when you're in love, it's amazing, and it feels incredible, but I couldn't answer the question why there aren't more songs about chairs and eggs. And more songs about fingers. And more songs about glass. I could tell you why. Go on, then. Who are they selling the songs to? Middle-aged men. And I like chairs, I like fingers, I like glass. Mm. I thought you meant just pop music in general. Music, yeah, music. Well, pop music in general... No, 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 no not, not pop music, music. OK. All music, most music is about is, is about love. Yeah, but even, you know, Greensleeves was pop music in its time. Come on. It was. Come on now. It's the universal thing everyone's after, and pop music in particular is being marketed to romantic no. young girls. Um, um, yeah, but 
I'm not talking about kind of teeny pop stuff. I'm, I'm more... No, I, I, no, I disagree. Go on. Oh, well, I agree with you that, that, that it is, but, but more music, AOR is about, you know, adult-orientated rock is about love. It's not just the songs that are aimed at 12-year-old girls. Um, you know... But isn't that just because the 12-year-old girls grow up? Um, uh, no, I don't... Well, well, no, but then that's defeating the point. Because your, the original point was that it's they're about love because it's aimed at 12-year-old songs. It starts you off when you're 12. Oh, sorry, so we're addicted to... Yeah, uh, okay, addicted to, to the old love. I, I believe there's a song about that. This is how they... Um, this is how they hand you the form to see whether you've passed or not. Fold it over at the top so you can't see if you've passed. There you go. But it doesn't work because you had it upside down anyway. I, I handed it to you wrong. Here you go. So, um... Uh, this is the letter that you asked for. Oh. There you go, you got it. Little acting technique. If you want to look like you're you're acting in a play and someone hands you a letter, just turn it around so it looks, so it looks like, like you're adjusting it. Like it's a real letter. 0344 499 1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us uh, a call. You're very welcome. You'll be very, very welcome to... Um, well, you got boily, because I want to have a little slurp on this lovely decaf car. OK. Yeah. Two care workers are charged after Child Fight Club video surfaces. How's that for a story? It sounds like... And what... Is this on Dave? No. Two daycare workers in St Louis have been charged with crimes after a 2016 video of a fight club featuring young children surfaced, a court official says. OK, that's naughty. The children were three and four years old. Yep, yep, St Louis yep. Circuit Attorney, Attorney Kim Gardner's spokeswoman Susan Ryan told CNN Wednesday. Yep. Michaela Guilford, uh, who's 28, and Tina Daly, 22, were charged with endangering the welfare of a child, a felony according to probable cause statements for prosecutors. Um, the women directed at least six children to have fist fights. Sorry, can I, sorry, can I just try something? I just want to see how nosy, uh, how noisy it's noisy. my inhalation is through my nose. My, sometimes my nasal ca- cavity is noisier than others. I just want to try. That's noisy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh... yeah, that's noisy. Wowzers! I need to get Do you want to compare it to mine? Yeah, go on. Oh, my God. No, I didn't. I didn't. Hang on, I'm going to do a funny joke, though. Um, hang on. I'm going to do a very, fu- very, very funny joke. Right, OK, so... Here we go. Here, Ready this for the is, joke, everyone? This is going to be a funny joke, guys. We're going to laugh. We're going to really, we're really, really going to laugh at this, and we're going to enjoy so. So, this is my nasal cavity. That's quite noisy. Catherine, would you mind if we listen to your nasal cavity in comparison? Here we go. This is Catherine coming up to the microphone. Here we go. This is her... Oh, my gosh. Wow. Ooh. That's just calf breathing in and out through her nose. Okay, I think we've got it now, Catherine. Thank you. Anyway, have you got any stories? Oh, Can no. I finish the story I was telling you? Hang on. Okay, Catherine, I think we think we have I think we've got it now, Catherine. Back to the story. Okay. Oh my god. But wipe that up. There's another one. Okay. Let's you you would you would you were tell you were telling us a heart a heart you, you, you were telling us a heartwarming it wasn't story. Heartwarming, it was awful. About oh jeez. Okay. 
OK, we're done. You were telling us a story about um, some kids involved in... Oh, jeez. OK. Sorry, let's finish. OK, we're done. The only being that there's only one of us in the studio that farts regularly and loudly. And it hey, it's me. Mark! Go on, tell us this. this so these women story. apparently directed at least six children to have fistfights, noting that the children wore a padded glove and used it to hit each other's heads and bodies. Yeah. Videos show at least six children fighting over 35 minutes, according to prosecutors. A child who's just fought, fought is seen crying on video. Oh, so that's the loser. Still, the women encouraged and super, supervised the fighting, and one I'm woman is seen jumping up and down with excitement, wow. it says. Um, the alleged incident happened on December 7th, 2016, the birthday of a child identified in the document as CL. He suffered red marks and oh, swelling man. on his face and forehead. That's terrible. And Try a black eye. Uh, have you ever had a real black eye? Uh, a real proper shiner, like in the Not movies. a big one. I've had a little one. It's, it's, um, it's some look. And it lasts for ages. Like weeks. Do you, what, did you weeks. have it all the way around? Yeah, yeah. Completely black eye. Like uh, in the Beano. Yeah, like in the Beano. And it, and it, and it, then after a while, it goes, it goes, it comes up quite quickly. It goes black. Um, and then after like a week or ten days, it goes a bit purple and spreads out a bit. But it's an incredible, it's an incredible thing. And you can't help. I got mine because I, I fell over. But you can't help. Or I walked into a bookcase or did something stupid. It was something stupid. It wasn't anything exciting. But you can't help but feel a sense of pride. This slight embarrassment, but then a sense of pride. Well, like you're the winner of a fight. Yes, isn't yes, yes. No other person was involved. I was an idiot. Yes, a great feeling. My dad's got. I don't think he's got it up anymore, but he's got a picture in his house of... Uh, it's a Norman Rockwell painting called The Winner. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a little girl sitting outside the headmaster's office looking all bedraggled with a shiner. And it looks just well, like... I the picture, yeah. It looks just like me. Oh, yeah, 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 I've seen that. That's why I bought it. Yeah. Um, but that's the closest I've ever had a shiner. I've seen a, a picture of myself painted some 40 years before I was born. Yeah. It's good. It's, all I'm saying is, don't don't go out and get, give yourself a black eye. But there's, 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 it's one of of. Can we do this as a phone? Let's do an old phone in as though it's the late nineties. Okay, here's a phone in. Um, physical injuries that are actually quite cool. Okay, it's a tough one, right? Well, no, it's not tough. We can do a list of this. Here we go. Oh, this is it. Well, did we finish your story? Uh, let's see. Well, I'll draw a little little table. Oh, do you know how they got found out? These two women. I hope no one spoke about it. No one's, well, actually, one person did, but he wasn't in the fight. I'll take that one, Mark, in a second. Ten-year-old recorded the incident on video on his iPad. He was with older kids in the next room, and he was worried about his little brother who was crying after Good. three fights. He texted the video to his mum, who called the daycare centre, and that's how kick, they got I'm busted. Kick some ass. Physical injuries that are quite cool. I'm going to start with a black eye. Let's go to line one. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hi. Uh, can I ask you what subject you are talking about today? Yes, you can. We, who is this? My name is Naveed. Okay. We are asking which physical injuries is it cool to have? And Brexit. Which injury is cool to have? Yeah, like a. Uh, for the, for, we've only just started this one. It's going to be a bit very popular phone in. You're right at the top of it. So far, we have a black eye. Right. I can, ask, I can answer that question. Which injury is, to, is cool to have is blindness. I'm totally blind. Okay, well, now, to see if we can actually put this on the list, 
Did you lose your sight through injury? I lost my eyesight through disease. Aye. Hey, listen, we can't put that on the list. That's not a cool thing to have. But man alive, how um, how long have you been blind? Uh, what, was your, what was your name again? My name's Naveed. Naveed. How long have you been blind, Naveed? Yeah. Three years. Flipping out. You sound like a young man. How, what, what, how old are you? 24? 37. 37? Yeah. You sound like a boy! He sounds like a boy! I was born... I was born in 27-06-1981. Okay. Wowzers. Okay, no, I believe you. So what disease did you get that got sent you blind then, Naveed? I, I had diabetes when I was 13. Oh. So I've had it for 25 years. But um, so how? Because so I, I don't know much about diabetes. How did it? How did you go blind then? You you weren't treating Diabetic, it properly. Uh, retinal therapy, which is basically oh, a detached retinas and the bleeding and scarring in my eyes internally. And did it go all at once, or was it gradually? I lost on. I lost both eyes on my birthday. Flipping heck, Naveed. Um, uh, that's awful. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, um... Yeah. I, 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 this will sound patronising, but I, that must have been devastating. It still is. It still is, yeah. How, how do you cope on a daily basis? I try not to get mad or frustrated, but since I've gone blind, I've never had no support from my council anything i've been fighting with them for the last two years to get volunteer or social care or adult care and uh, they won't give it to me because their budget's been cut so do you have anyone do you have like friends or family or anything that help you my mom helps me but she's 60 yeah yeah um and just do you live with your mom yes i do yeah and did you live with your mum before you went blind? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I, this is the cruel world we live in. That's probably why you're not getting any help from the council, because they see you as having your mum and that she can do all the work, which is which is terrible. Yeah. Yes, it is, yes. Ah, Naveed. Naveed, how long have you been listening to this? Do you listen to me and Kath a lot, or is this the first time, or, or what? I've listened to you a couple of times, yeah. Okay, well, listen, man. We're on um, nearly every... We're on Monday to Friday. We might not be on one day next week, but that's by the by. Me and Kath are on Monday to Friday, 10 o'clock at night until 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, Okay. And if you ever want to phone up and vent, or you want to phone up and have a laugh, or you just want to phone up and just, you know, have a conversation with someone that isn't your mum, you'd be very, very welcome to give us a call. Right, Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to, to say or ask, Naveed? No, I, I was going to say uh, I, I was getting mad at uh, the caller that that you had on last time about uh, white month or racism. Yeah. Go on, why were you getting I mad? Thought, uh, yeah, I thought how stupid he is. He doesn't understand that the white man, uh, the British Raj, they, they controlled the whole world before they started giving pieces back. So if you're talking about white uh, month, uh, they had it for over 100 years. And also, we only gave it back 
once we'd broken it. <laughs> the state the state we gave yeah, Pakistan yeah, and India back was, was terrible. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, Naveed, listen, man, it, um, um, it's really nice to talk to you. I'm sorry that life has oh, dealt you a crappy set of cards, but maybe maybe we'll talk again at some point, all right? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Naveed. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Thank you. God bless you. Bye. Bye-bye. There you go. It's a withheld number. Don't always take withheld numbers. Flipping heck. Blind on his birthday. Imagine. If anyone's got a right to lose their temper now, then it's, it's that guy. Thank you, Naveed. I really appreciate that. Thank you for listening to this rubbish uh, that we do. And um, I, I look forward to speaking to you again. Uh, the switchboard is empty. We can, so we can go back to doing uh, cool physical injuries. We won't put Naveed's blindness on there. I thought that was very noble of him to suggest that. But I'm going to... I'm going to... Because technically it's not an injury. It's an illness. So it doesn't, that's not what we're doing. Uh, so, so far, we've only got black eyes. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Uh, just stay off Twitter. These, these these Robinson supporters is absolute thickos. They can't they can't even read English. I've seen the tweet where I apparently accuse them of being a wife beater. And oh, what a surprise! I don't. But thanks for blocking me, then unblocking me, then blocking me again, you and, weirdo. And by the way, Twitter did not make him take it down. You, oh, you delete your tweets. I delete, all the time. I delete my tweets quite a lot. I tell, I've, I've deleted quite a lot of the Tommy Robinson tweets because. Um, just, I just then get my time. So I, I'll put out a little dig and then I'll, I'll take it down a little while later because just the amount of scumbags that come into my timeline, I don't want that. I don't want those scumbags. I don't want scumbags. I want beautiful souls. I want beautiful people. I want people like Joe. Good evening, Joe. Good evening. How are you? I'm all the better for um, talking to you in Kirkcaldy. Yes. <laughs> I str- struggle to... I have, say it again. No, hang on. You say it again, Joe. Kirkcaldy. Kirkcaldy. Mm-hmm. So you're not saying the L? No. This is the thing. No, I, I always struggle with this flipping place. Uh, and now I'm... <laughs> Kokodi. Why are you saying it like that? Because that's what she said, Kokodi. She didn't say Kokodi. Say it again, please. <laughs> please say Kokodi. Kokodi, what's wrong? Kokodi. Cod and chips, Kokodi. It's not Coddy as in chips. That's how she's saying it. Kokodi. <laughs> not Kokodi. Yeah. What are you saying it like that for? Because that's how she's saying it, Kokodi. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, Joe. Kath's in, Kath's in one of those moods. What, where oh, I'm right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not so, a mood, it's a state of mind. Kakodi. 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 Stop being weird in the middle I'm of it. I'm not being weird. Joe, what would you like? You've got, I don't, I'll, I'll be honest, Joe. I'm tempted to cut you off. You've come on and you've created division <laughs> between two close <laughs> friends. You've really stirred the pot up and we've only just got past your place name. So God knows what your point is going to be. <laughs> what would you like to say, troublemaker? Do you know something? I phoned tonight. This is my first call to you, Ian. Oh, OK. I'm and, sorry that we're um, in a silly mood. No, no, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Um, I'm going to touch on two things. Yes. Um, and I'm going to firstly touch on the young man that you helped, Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah, OK, yes, 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 Chris. Um, yeah, I work with the ambulance service as a, as a 999 call handler. Oh, my God, the stuff that, I mean, you deal with, we, we dealt with it once, you deal with that every day. Thank you for your every service. Day. Do you know what? 
you were amazing with that young man. You oh. were absolutely amazing. And wow. do you know something? You, you did everything right for, oh. for Chris. Thank you. That's and very high praise. Thank you. Yeah, I just hope he's getting the, the, um, the help that he needs now. Um, and another thing, Naveed's just been on. Yeah, um, that was some cool, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, you know, life can deal some horrible blows and yeah. some horrible cards at times. Um, but just to make listeners aware that there's an app out there called oh. um, Be My Eyes. Did you just tweet me about this? I did. Right. Now, I've got... I've... Manny's told us about Manny's that. Manny's told us about this. Now, this is... Mm-hmm. Describe what it is. Go on, while I try and... F- oh, I've got... Right. I've got Be Specular, which is which is a slightly different one. But go on, you describe what it is. OK. Well, it's an app that you can download, and blind people and sighted people can download this app. Yeah. And they register either as one or the other. Yeah. It's completely free. Um, they volunteer to help sighted people... Um, I got. I took a call the other week there where I was. There was a guy with his mobile phone pointing it in the fridge, pulling things out, and wow. saying, "What's the use-by date on this? Does it need to go in the bin, or does it need to go back in the fridge?" Uh, and um, you were able to tell him. Yes. yes and do you do it live, it or does it? Is it like pre? You leave little messages for each other. No, no, it's completely live. Um, you, you don't kind of engage with the person, yep. like speak to them, you know, have a conversation. It's just, hi, how can I help you? And they tell you how you can help. Like, is this the blue sock or the red sock? Or, <laughs> this you know, is brilliant. It's so simple. So, so simple. And yet it's such a lifeline to, to well, non-scientific So what's your, what's that? what's your app called? It's called Be My Eyes. All right, now, Be My Eyes. So this one's Be Specular, which I think is American. And I've just logged in, and there's someone who's, who's posted a request, and it's a, it's a picture. It might be a video. Let's, well, let, let, you can, let's, let's see what it says. Hang on, let me just turn the volume up. Okay. Here, here we go. I was wondering if someone could please read this for me. Right, so there's something that says, I wonder if someone could please read this for me. Mm-hmm. Um, right, now, you can't quite... So I'm going to... There's, and there's like a half of a... A sign there. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let's help this young young person because I can only see half the sign. So we're going to find the full quote and give him the okay. quote. It's mm-hmm. from Dumbledore, mm-hmm. and the start. I, I'm going to read what I can see. It misses half the thing. So we're gonna, we're going to work this out, uh, Joe. We're going to find it. And we're going to turn. So what I can read is: It is not. Yep. Abilities. Show mm-hmm. what. Truly are. Yep. Our choices. Mm-hmm. So let's let's see if we can get the full quote. It is not our abilities that show what we truly are. It is our choices. Right. Okay. Then we're going to leave a message yeah. for this for this young person for for Tyler, isn't it? This person name is. The mm-hmm. request has four pictures. Oh, there are more pictures. Hang on. Sorry. Um, oh, because he's he's blind, so the, he's, he's he's trying to take a picture as best as he can. Right. He missed it. Right. Okay. I've got it here. Do you want it? Hang on. Uh, hello, Tyler. Um, my name is Ian. Um, we we can't see the full quote, but we've managed to find it for you. And the quote is, It is our choices, Harry, that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. And that's credited to Dumbledore. Hope that helps. There you go. There we go. There we go. Yes, send. How polite was the was the person? Very polite. Oh, look, and then there's another picture where actually you can now see the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I see. That's the next thing. There we go. We do, that's, oh, this is... A, th- th- thank you, Joe. That's um, 
It's amazing, isn't it? It's, it's, and here's the thing. Really this, here's the thing. This is I worked as I worked out last week what the meaning of life life is. It's mm-hmm. to um, make the world a little bit better for our babies. That's that's all it is. And and stuff like that app and the one I just used and the one you mentioned. That's making the world a little bit better for our babies, isn't it? That's just that's just offering someone a helping hand for for, for twenty five seconds that, that it takes you to do it. Absolutely. And like when my phone rings, quite a lot of the time it'll say another volunteer has answered the call because they've got to it quicker than myself. Oh. But you know, I think I've had about three calls in the last year. Um, you know, and I don't know the people's names. I don't know where they're from because I don't ask them. I just ask them, how can I help? And they tell me and they point their phone to where they think things are, you know, like like the sell-by dates yeah. and food in the fridge. And I tell them whether to bin it or whether to put it back in the fridge. Yeah, and we, it's, it's We've got another one. We've got this, we've found one from Lisa now. This is, this this looks a little unfortunate. This, this, this is Lisa. It looks like Lisa is trying to, to see what address, what type of dress it right. is. So let's have a listen to what... Um, okay. I'm not quite sure why it's why it's so quiet on here. Let me do um, sound media. There we go. Oh, hello. Uh, right, so let's see what Lisa's asking. Hi, guys. Um, I want to wear this dress today. Um, my mum gave it to me for Christmas. Oh, it's a nice dress. Um, I do recall that she said it was black and white, but I don't remember what the design was like. Okay, so... we can help. No one's home, so um, if someone could describe it, that would be fabulous. Thanks, guys. Do you want to do this one, Catherine? Yeah, go on then. Yeah, go, go, um, I'm gonna... What do I do? Right, so you've got to press... Oh, let me unplug this. So you press and hold the microphone symbol, yeah. and you just talk into into it. There we go. You've got a bit of... All right, OK. And describe the dress for her, please. OK. This is great. I, I, I'm going to be honest, Joe. This is mm-hmm. fun as well. All right, here we go. It's great fun. Here we go. You know, it, it's good. Hang on, tap, um, tap to reply. Hello, Lisa. I'm looking at the dress, and you're right, it's black and white. It has spots on it for the most part, but down the middle, there's a thick band of black and white stripes, about mm, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, all together, all down the middle, but on either side, it's a spotty design. Bye. This is this is this is wicked. Thank you for reminding me about this one, Joe. Hey, nice one, Joe. Thank you for calling. I hope we get to speak again soon. Uh, can, can I just suggest that you don't come on in such an aggressive manner <laughs> next time, please? Because we're trying to do a nice, peaceful show here, and I thought you were very argumentative. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> you're, a, you're a good sport. Thanks for calling, Joe. We'll speak again. Bye bye. Bye bye. There we go. That was nice. Right. Um, I wonder if we can find any more. So we've done. Did you send it? I think so. Um, hello, Lisa. I think we may have sent a re- reply already, but we're going to send another one just to say it's a very lovely dress. It is black and white. The um, the sides are primarily black with white spots, and the centre is um, black stripes uh, with one, two... Oh, it's difficult to see, isn't it? Because it makes... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think eight white stripes and um, black stripes in between. I hope that helps. Okay, well, She's got plenty of posts. Was she polite? Very polite. We've done Tyler. Um, there's another request from Tyler. Um, okay, we've got another request. We're going to read the whole book? <laughs> <laughs> sentence by sentence. Why not? Can someone please read these two pages to me? Wow, that's a lot. Okay, 
That's a lot. But oh. I'm, I'm prepared to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. Definitely. I'll share it with you if you want. What oh. page has he got? Hang on a minute. Hi, Tyler. This is Ian again. I'm going to try and read it. Um, there's, there's quite a lot, lot of text. So here we go. I'm reading it now. In big yellow letters, we've got your back. Then in smaller letters, the first year of college is a critical time of adjustment, both academically and socially. Sunny, S-U-N-Y, Adirondack, has developed programmes and resources to help students survive and excel during the first year. This booklet can help you in navigating some of the offices, services and policies on campus. For more detailed information, please read the Sunny ADK, that's S-U-N-Y, ADK handbook and the college catalogue. So that's the first page. Then we go over to the second page, um, where the pictures aren't quite so clear. So I'm going to I'm going to help with what I can. Okay, um, there are five different sections. The first one is get to know your professor. Professors can be a great resource for you on campus. Sorry, it's a little bit blurry. They can help you navigate the intricacies of college courses. Profess- professors hold office hours each week for your convenience second paragraph practice good time management it is important that you practice good time management to ensure you do not become overwhelmed this can include creating a schedule practicing good sleeping habits utilizing free time and being cognizant of parking on campus third paragraph if you don't know ask To make your college transition as easy as possible, be sure to take initiative and ask questions you may have, academic or social, to the appropriate office. Um, The the fourth one, it says get involved, and um, I can't read it because in one picture it's cut off slightly, in another picture it's it's slightly blurred. So I can't help with that, but I think I can help with most of the last one, which is utilise campus resources. Sunny ADK strives to maintain excellence in the resources provided to students to help them succeed on campus. These resources can... Oh, hang on a minute. My phone's gone a bit funny. Go away. Oh, no, don't tell me I've lost it. Uh, No, it's still going. Sorry, sorry, um, uh, Tyler, my phone went funny. These resources can help you to navigate stressful experiences throughout your college year and then it gets a little bit blurry um but that there's only a few more words after that i hope that's helpful thanks a lot this is the, this is the most this is the most fun ever i'm gonna forget fortnight i'm getting my kids to do this um there is no request pending for you we will send you notification when someone needs your help or someone called again that one's be specular can't remember the one be my eyes be my eyes um Wow. Okay. Now, now this is like a game because then they're gonna they're gonna rate our replies. We might gonna get a, gonna get the highest score and be specular. Because <laughs> I finished I finished off Tinder and Grinder. I completed those. Yeah. So this is the new one. This is it. Um. Let's go to Sally. Good evening, Sally. Hello. Now, that's um. I'm gonna be honest. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds it. And and for for you know for a gob on a stick, a piece of cake. Yeah. 
You'll get a high score. I think I might do. <laughs> um, Sally, what can we do for you? Well, cool injuries. Are you talking about injuries that now look cool? Jeez. Or stories about injuries? I mean, because I've got a couple. Right. Catherine, could you explain it, sir? Injuries that look cool. Or right. have cool right. stories. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's a ridiculous throwaway topic that I did that in the last hour answered. of a desperate, failing radio show. And people oh, generally okay. don't answer our questions anyway, so we'll take whatever you got, Sally. All right, oh, OK. All right, well, I have a scar on, on my um, right eyebrow, so that kind of looks kind of cool sometimes. No? Right, that's it, is it? No, I've got another one. All right, is the other one got a little bit more meat to it? What's the story behind it? <laughs> what is going on with Sally tonight? Are you drunk? No, I've got a really bad cold, so I'm a bit... I came in to work tonight. I went deaf while I was driving. Oh, no. Huh? Oh, no. <laughs> I went... Catherine, what's that face for? Why are you pulling... Catherine's pulling the... Because we're back... about to rerun the fun. Huh? All oh, right, Okay. Cass sat back in her chair, put her head in her hands. I, I think she let out an audible sigh. She sat that, she's doing the thing now. She sat back in the chair, cross-legged, hand <laughs> on her fist, because she's, she's like, for the next four minutes, she, she's given up. She's not playing. She's not playing the okay. game. Come on, play oh, the game. Four minutes, is it? Come on, okay. grumps. Come on, grumpy, grumpy. Just do, <laughs> just do your ear bit, and I then know, let's all move on. I know what we need. I know what we need. I know exactly. He came in and yelled at me for ten minutes, pretending that he, that he was so hard of hearing that he didn't realise <laughs> that he was yelling. And then, of course, it transpires. It's not that bad, really. It's just an excuse to shout at me. No, I tell you what we need. This is what we need. There's no such thing. We as don't need an advert that's not paid for. This is what we need. This is what we need. Um, everyone's welcome to join in. That's what we okay. need. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. This is exactly what we need, guys. We need um we need this. There we go. And Oh, I'm gonna plug it in. Hang on, plug it in. Plug it in. Plug it in. Here we go. We we need reggae karaoke. Here we go. One love one heart. Let's get together and feel alright. I'm not doing the voice. Hear the children crying. Hear the children crying. Saying give thanks and praise to the Lord and I will feel alright. Saying let's, let's get together and feel alright. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let them all pass all their dirty remarks. <laughs> you know this song. There is one question I'd really love to ask. Is there a place for the hopeless sinner? <laughs> you don't know this song. <laughs> Who has hurt all mankind just to save his own? Believe me. What about what about the one? What about the one? Let's get together and feel alright. As it was in the beginning, so shall it be in the end. Alright, give thanks and praise to the Lord, and I will feel alright. 
Let's get together and feel alright. One more thing. Let's get together to fight this holy Armageddon. Blimey. That's actually, no, that's a bit, no, 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 no. That's, um, that's a bit heavy. We want, want reggae karaoke, right? Here's one, here's one. This is oh, a great one. This God. is great. Uh... Hey, hey, Jude. Hey, oh, God. Hang on. Make bad. <laughs> Take a sad song and make it reggae. <laughs> Remember to let reggae into your heart. Then you can start to make it better. <laughs> hey, Jude, don't be afraid. Hear yeah. me now. You were made to go out and do reggae music. <laughs> the minute you let her under your skin, roll up a fat one and get off your mash. And any time you feel the pain, hey Jude, refrain. Don't carry the world upon your reggae. Like what? For well, you know that it's a fool. Hey, you poor Jude, you fool. You're making his world a little reggae. Na 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 na. <laughs> hey, do, that's too reggae. Oh, God. That's not reggae enough, man. I really want some some bit some. Uh, here we go. This is it. This is. We put some shag- shabaranks on. Hang on. Oh, here we go. Buffalo uh-huh. Soldier. I'm sorry to any everyone who actually likes Bob Marley because this is an insult. Oh, Buffalo Bob Soldier. Dread like a rasta. <laughs> what? A rasta. It was a Buffalo Soldier. The heart of America, <laughs> stolen from Africa, brought to America, fighting an arrival, fighting for survival. I mean it when I analyze these things to me. To me, it makes a lot of sense. Just <laughs> for the chorus. How the dreadlock rasta <laughs> was a buffalo soldier. He was taken from Africa. Oh, God. Brought to America. Fighting an arrival. He was fighting for survival. This is a tragic song, but... Said he was a buffalo... <laughs> so- I was waiting for the chorus. I know that bit. Oh, a dreadlock rasta. <laughs> buffalo soldier. <laughs> in the heart of America. Here we go. No. Why... Uh, in the heart... Uh, Jesus. In history. Then you would know where you're coming from. Then you wouldn't... Have to ask me, <laughs> who the heck do you think I am? I'll tell you, I'm a buffalo soldier <laughs> you're not, I mean, you're not. in the heart of America, <laughs> stolen from Africa, I was brought to America, I was fighting an arrival, you know I was fighting for survival. I am a buffalo soldier 
in the war for America. Why, I, I, why, I ought to, why, I, I, oi, 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 oi. What? Is this racist? Um, the way you're singing it, yeah. Yeah. Here's That's the thing. You reminded me of the nice ladies who used to come and sing us songs from the church and had guitars with smiley faces, yep. stickers on, <laughs> and uh, rainbow straps. Yeah. So it's all very earnest and that, but I think you're kind of taking all right. the balls okay. out all right, of it. Fine. All right, fine. Then I'll stop, doing, I'll stop being racist. Here we go. Oh, no, no, God. Shabba. Oh, yes, yes. Mr. Loverman. Shabba. 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 Champion lover. No, he's up tonight. Oh, I thought it was jump Shabba. lover. Shabba. That was an instruction. I'm gonna nice you up, nice and good. I know a girl, a woman, if I'm loving you, looking for you. Loving you, looking for you, buck upon the right man. What? Woman, if I'm loving you, looking for you, buck upon the right man. Woman, if I. Uh, oh, uh, woman, take a trip, she coming from England. To satisfy her soul, she knows she wants a man. But it is Shabba ranking, she ranking and buck upon a guan, makes you explode like a bomb. Every hour, every minute, every second. She call me Mr. Lover, man, she call me Mr. Lover. Shabba, shabba. Aye. It's the lady bit, it's the lady bit. Shabba. Shabba, shabba. Aye. Shabba, shabba. Waiting for what? You know you have it in your mind. If I come, thrill me with it. Go wine, lay down and make you kill me with it. Because thrilling, that is my favourite habit. And when we lay down, you know me, no run from it. Don't call me Mr. Loverman, don't call me Mr. Lover. Mr. Loverman, don't call me Mr. Lover, Mr. Lover. Mr. Loverman, don't call me Mr. Lover, Mr. Lover. A woman take a trip, she coming from England to satisfy her soul. She knows she says she wants a man, but is Shabba ranking. She fuck upon a Gwen, make she explode what? just like a bomb. Every hour, every minute, every second. Don't call me Mr. Loverman, don't call me Mr. Lover. They call me Mr. Loverman, they call me Mr. Lover. I'm just reading the karaoke. <laughs> I know you're just reading Just reading the karaoke lyrics, Catherine. I'm just reading the karaoke lyrics. Um, okay, Sally, thanks, thanks that call, Sally. I Appreciate that. <laughs> oh three four four. <laughs> Poor Sally had to go through all that for nothing. <laughs> four nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. <laughs> the late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. So I, on the on the screen in front of me, I can um, I see tweets to Talk Radio mm-hmm. and, and 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 stuff. I've just seen what's coming up in Paul Ross's show. This sounds good. Uh, join us after 1am, he'll come in in a bit and tell us, to hear about the London Occult Bookshop that's been open for almost 100 years. Oh, yes. That's the kind of stuff I want to listen to in the middle of the night. Not Brexit bullshine. I want to listen to that. Yeah, me too. Perfect. Paul will be on after one. We'll speak to him in a little bit, no doubt. Let's go to Nigel. Good evening, Nigel. It's Dolly Parton. It's Dolly Parton. I listen to her every day. It's Dolly Parton. I listen Dolly Parton. I listen to her every day. She makes me happy when I listen to her records. It's Dolly. Parton. <laughs> Aren't you related to Dolly Parton? 
yes, I am. Yeah, my mum was. No, my mum's side was. Well, if your mum, if your mum was related to her, then I'm going to break the news to you. Yeah. That means you're related to her. Oh yes. Well, sort of, not not very close, but it could. It, yes. So, well, I'm, there's a there's a lot of people I might be related to. There's the a lot of people name. I might be related to. Pardon. Well, that's good. Who else might you be related to? Oh, um, well, Nick Knowles. Jedford are Jedford are related to me. I wouldn't but... bang on about that. Yeah. I haven't seen them recently in the public eye, have you? I've not seen... Oh, I've not, I've not looked ages. through the public eye for a while. They, they've not been on TV for ages. Thank but... God. Yeah. Well, don't, I, well, they had that funny hairstyle, didn't they? Yeah, and then they became models, top male models. And that, I, I didn't really like the hair standing on hen, hen much. It was a bit peculiar, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> it reminded me of something else. But there, you, 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 when listen, when Nigel from Maidstone is calling other gentlemen weird, Should, we've entered. Yeah. We've we've crossed I, uh, the Rubicon. We had a good show. A good evening tonight. We had a great show. If only you've been listening. Uh, well, I, I've been li- actually. I've been on the internet listening to. Um, Team Cyrus, Noah Cyrus, Team Cyrus. Ah, you should have been listening to us, then you could have contributed a bit more thoroughly. Have you heard of Zach, who's an American radio DJ? Zach. No, I've not heard of Zach. I'll tell you who I was going to speak about was, um, when I, 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 I've been in the studios at Tunbridge Wells, BBC Studios. Tunbridge Wells Studios, famous studios, of course. You know, I've been live on there three times on the James James Wells show when he was on uh, in. Oh, you've been well. You've you've been on James Wells show on another radio station. Okay, right. BBC and Tunbridge Wells. But the other, I met Dave Cash. Have you ever met Dave Cash? I don't. Have I met Dave Cash? I know exactly who Dave Cash is. With all the old people, the old uh, people on Radio Caroline. I I haven't met Dave Cash. No, because he's about seventy now. He's great. and he's, he's a great guy. He's a friend of, of James Well, of course, because he took over the show when James Well packed it in at the BBC in yeah. Tunbridge Wells. Yes. He's a great guy, and I, I got to meet him when I went to the studios as well. Oh, Kath's oh, yeah, telling me Dave Cash is dead. Sorry. Yeah, he died in 2016. Yeah. What, Dave Cash? Yeah. Did he? Yeah. When did I you meet him? he died. When did you meet him? Um, two years ago. OK. Well, that's that uh, is it about that? Time that he died. Uh, have, you, have you assisted the police with their inquiries? Uh, are you serious that he died? Yeah, October 2016. Oh, so yes, it must have been about three or four years ago. About maybe four years ago, I was in the studio. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Time's time's a little bit elastic. Uh, in the yeah, Nigel's time's gone past, really. Right. Oh, that's a shame. All right, nice. Listen, we're going to have to go because I've got another caller, and it's coming to the end yeah, of the show. Great guy, great entertainer, anyway. But, and um, I'll, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Oh. I'll call you earlier tomorrow. All right, nice. Take care. Maybe try and listen to the show a bit, yeah. I will. I'll put it on the internet. I'll Wicked. put it on the good, internet. Good lad. Thank you. Uh, good Hi. evening, Mandy. Oh, hello, Ian. I want to tell you about a call injury. Here we go. At last. A caller who knows how to get to the meat and two veg. This is it. This is what we wanted. My pen is poised. What have you got? I think when you're 60 and you've got no teeth and you've got love bites around your neck and on your cleavage, I think that looks really cool. That's an injury, isn't it? Um. Uh, yeah, I know what love bites are. Um, so tell me, Mandy. Just to, so you're you're sixty. Yeah. You got no teeth. Yeah. And you've got love bites all around your boobs and your neck. Yeah. Are you doing it yourself? No, no. Men want to do it to me. Men want to do it to you. Gosh. Yeah. D- well, I, I, I don't. I don't we, know why. Can we give you uh, across the radio waves? We're giving you a high five. <laughs> Go, Mandy. So, is it is it, is the lack of teeth? Maybe the lack of teeth is. is I think it's called a, a, a gumming. 
I think they want to love me. I think they just want to show their love. Is it? Love. Is it? Is it love? love? Is it love or is it sex? Wow, well, might be sex. Yeah. Well, are you having a good? Are you having a good time? I'm having a great time. Are you making sure they wear a Johnny? <laughs> oh, they're not going down there. Yeah, we go downstairs. Okay, only upstairs. Good. Well, as long as they're upstairs, and and maybe the lack of teeth is part of the thrill and the love bites, and that's great. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I'd just pop that one in for you, Ian. Oh, I, hope you like I thought it. they weren't going downstairs. I love it, Mandy. Whereabouts in the country are you? I'm in Bromley. That's not far from Talk Radio. Ah, ah. Can I come along and see you? Not a chance in hell, Mandy. Thank you very much indeed for your call. Not a chance in hell. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. There's your video. I'm just sending it. Of course it is. Come in, come in, Ross. Come in. Get in here, Ross. Want to work with you. What are you up to, Ross? I do like that jumper. This looks very, very cosy. I can't work in jumpers because I feel a bit constricted. But that looks like the kind of jumper... Saturday afternoon, I'm getting my Laurel and Hardy box set out. Oh, yes. I'm watching that, and that's the kind of jumper I want to wear. Oh, one finger in you are singing an old sea shanty. Yeah, one yeah. Of those jumpers. Uh, we, we saw the Stan and uh, Stan and Ollie last night. Got the writer on the show tomorrow, mate of mine, Jeff Pope. Okay. After okay. Is it good? you enjoy it? I found it a little bit dry. thought John C. Riley was incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Some incredible performances. Uh, I, I, yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. I found it a little bit dry. I'm turning carefully because it's a mate of yours, and I don't yeah. want to be rude. But no friends um, in showbiz. There are no friends. Um, I there were some really, really good bits in it. I think jo- I'm a big fan of John C. Riley. Anyway, I've yeah. been for for years. He's incredible, yeah. man. He he should get he like... stole Chicago, didn't he, as Mr. Cellophane? Well, I didn't see that, but apparently so. Um, but because uh, I've been a big fan of his since Steve Brule when he used to do like sketch shows and stuff yes. years ago, Doctor Steve Brule. Yeah. Um, and of course, the kids love him in Wreck It Ralph and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm a Will Ferrell. He's very good with Ferrell. No, Step Brothers is brilliant. Have you man. seen Walk Hard? He's in Johnny. Yeah, Foster. yeah, I have. He's yeah, there. there's some really, really good bits in that. Uh, when he Dewey becomes... Cox and Little Nutsack. Yeah, yeah, I had some funny bits. Uh, he's got to get some awards for that because his. I thought he kind of was was better than Coogan. Well, he was Golden Globe nominated, but didn't get it. Was he? Yeah, yeah. So I think he may get an Oscar nod, or you know, Coogan and uh, Jeff will get the kind of BAFTA nomination. Yeah, I yeah, think they have already. Yeah, it's um, because he's like an old TV writer, isn't he, Jeff? Uh, well, he was a researcher years ago, and then he since about eighty two, and then he I used to do a dreadful show. Well, no, actually, it wasn't a bad show. A, a tabloid London rip off of Crime Watch called Crime Monthly. Oh yeah, and that's when he started Monthly. writing drama because we used to do the reconstructions, and we needed ten or twelve minutes to get the phone calls in. Yeah. So he would basically write. Little dramas about true crimes. How funny! And he produced it and then gra- and he's made some great stuff. Yeah, yeah, time, oh, brilliant. Stuff. He came out Philomena, which I thought was a lovely little film with Steve Coogan. Of course he did. Yeah. Of course he did. Would you like to hear about a cool injury not afflicting me, but at radio hero yes, da- Danny yes, Baker? Yes, please. Yeah. Many years ago, when Danny lived in a place called Scarwin Road, he had a very lo- lovely old warning house, very long kitchen, kind of front room diner. Yeah. The phone was at one end. Nobody had walkabout phones in the eighties. We're at the other watching The Godfather again or something. <laughs> He's there with his shoes off, and the phone's gone, and Wendy and, and the kids are upstairs. Yeah. So I'm not waiting them. He's bounded across the, phone, across the room like this kind of brontosaurus, and one step away from the phone, he's trodden on an upturned three-pin plug oh. with his full body weight. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then he's picked the phone up and gone, ah! <laughs> like a dinosaur, but then he took his sock off. And he had three perfect indentations oh. of the plug, each with a tiny tear of blood in them. Oh, God. What a, it was like a stigmata. Oh, a hero. Yeah, Why? stigmata. What a man. But we never found out who was on the other end of the phone. <laughs> People terrified. It was like a dinosaur. It took a couple of seconds for the pain to reach his head. We have got 50 seconds 
Tell me about this hundred-year-old. Oh, it's called the Atlantis Bookshop. Where it's this? been going for ninety-seven years. Jimmy Page has been a customer. Of course, yes. Alistair Crowley used to go there yeah. from the Golden Dawn. W. B. Yeats used to go there. It's been in the same family now for fifty years, and it's basically in that. If people don't know London, Bloomsbury in the British Museum is full of nooks and crannies oh, and yeah, dark yeah, streets. It's great there. And it's got a big tradition of kind of esoteric occult links. The, the uh, Theosophists have got their headquarters there. The Swedenborg Society has got their headquarters there. So it's basically, I would say, the world's most famous but unknown arcane occult bookshop. Wow. And we've got the woman who owns it on the program. And guess what? She's sensitive. Really? Can mm. she pick up vibrations? Well, she does. Ooh, well, so, like like Mandy, our last caller there. Who's different really kind of vibrations. Up, picking up something. Oh, gummy bear. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ross will be on after one o'clock. Stay tuned. He puts effort into his show. It's something we should consider. Uh, thank you very much, Mark. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you to Wendy, who was in at the first hour. We'll be back tonight. Stay tuned, though. But this is Talk Radio. Poor Ross coming up next.